I, I also <laughs> practice Cantonese throat singing. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, from my audition tape to play Tarzan. Oh, oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, you know, uh, I sent that sent that in and they 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 said it wasn't bad. Uh, yeah. But, you know, and then you said the it was a Tarzan edition. They were like, oh, that's what that was supposed to be. My bad. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the thing was, is then they asked me to come in for the physical, uh, you know, audition. It, and yeah. They yeah, saw yeah. that I was, you know, like a big ball and we're just like, oh, well, never mind. That answers our question. Can you get in shape like Chris Pratt? Oh, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, OK, wait, but hear me out. And then you do the noise again, and they're like, you know what? We're actually going to pay someone to kill Brendan Fraser because <laughs> you are now with the perfect Tarzan. <laughs> oh, no, wait. Oh, he no. was George of the Jungle, right? <laughs> yeah, that was George of the Jungle. Yeah, same, same uh, character. <laughs> it's basically the same. It's effectively the same. So how do you want to, so, so, uh, you know, we don't have a guest this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So okay, we can't so. pawn off the responsibility of right, right. how to intro the episode onto um, a guest, which is kind of a bummer. Okay. I got but, it. I got it. Ready? Ready? Um, my, my kitten there, uh, oh, is named after Miri, uh, Weatherlight Duelist and or, uh, Miri's Miri. Guile. Oh, or yeah, I was gonna say, or, or it's isn't just Mirror the Cursed. Is that the other one where she's a vampire? I, uh, I think so. Yeah, the black one. Uh, but those are old commanders, and some would even say outdated commanders, which is much like our topic here on this episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mindscopes podcast. Uh, my name is Ian. I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast, along with my co-host Galian. And uh, today we're talking about some outdated. Uh, Commander, is it? It always just goes back to Shock Jock the more I like cheese it up. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> yup. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about outdated commanders today. Cool stuff. Yeah, I'm actually kind of excited about this because there's some commanders on here that I'm like, actually feel are probably fine. Yeah. Um, and then there are some on here that I'm like, they're probably not, but I love them and I want them to work anyway. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, you you do have one of uh or oh actually I guess we didn't add Mimeoplasm on here so you you do have one of my two favorite uh commanders of oh I should build this and then build it and then don't ever take it to a tournament uh, yep. and I'm happy to talk about that one in a minute yeah I I think I know which one you're talking about yeah um pretty pretty confidently um okay. so but uh other than that. Before we Let's get into that, just a reminder, if you're not already, subscribe to Patreon and like and subscribe to this video. If you can't do that, just at least like and subscribe or leave a comment. It's free. It helps the channel. What what can you do the whole thing that you do on your channel? What what's the whole like you do you have like oh, a yeah. whole speech? Yeah, yeah. So for sure, right. Because because well, everyone needs to know at home, right? So not only am I gonna do the speech, I'm gonna dissect the speech as we go through. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so while you're here on YouTube, right? Really and this, dig is, this into is good because because the audience, no matter what, they are here on YouTube, right? Uh, so go while you're well, here on could YouTube. Be on Spotify. Uh, that's true. That's right. Yeah, fuck you, Spotify listeners. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Well, while you're here on YouTube, uh, feel free to hit like and subscribe because, hey, that shit's free. All you got to do is smash those little buttons. And that tells YouTube, hey, you like this stuff. And you're like, I, I want to support them, but not financially because I'm a little stingy with that money. And uh, hey, look, I get it. We all, we've been there. You know? I'm poor, too. I understand. Yeah. And then and then this is also one of those points where I, I pivot over to the Spotify audience. I go, hey, Spotify audience. Uh, my bad about earlier. Um, and you can cut this out of the YouTube channel because they can't know that we like the Spotify. This is only for the Spotify. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then we yeah. go, hey, Spotify audience. My bad. You, you know, I got those YouTube audience. They think they're hot shit. You know, they got it. We got to inflate their ego a little bit. And also everyone who listens on Google Podcasts wouldn't think I fucking forgot about you. OK, because that's how I listen to this shit when I'm on, on some sort of travel. Uh, on but, some sort of travel. You know how traveling be. You be doing some sort on uh, some sort. Of tra- <laughs> so that's that's the the end of the free portion, right? And I'm and, not. And don't, to- well, you know, I I I I also want to before we we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We pass along. I, I do have to make sure that my Apple friends know that they are also included in all of this. You know, don't want to forget our Apple Podcasts friends. Yeah, yeah they are true. also a good 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 chunk of our numbers. Yeah, yeah. And, and to, to be clear, like you are a cog, right? You're part of the machine. You're subscribing to the Apple fellatio financially. <laughs> I get it. You want to just suck off daddy Apple every day. That's fine. But I also appreciate you listening. That's great. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm just saying when Steve Jobs comes back as some sort of AI reborn, remember that your money went to that. When when reanimated Steve Jobs. Yeah. Um. That reanimated Steve Jobs. I, I, what 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 I just described is yeah. what I can only consider to be a future potential thing to happen with a secret layer product, uh, where you could get a legendary Steve Jobs. Oh, card sure, sure, sure. And you could reanimate it, and so you would have a reanimated mm-hmm. Steve Jobs. Yeah, that that thing that um, secret layers do, where they just. They make really morbid characters of dead people, and they're like, "Yeah, put it in your graveyard. Get it because they're dead." <laughs> Wait, what? Secret okay. lair. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun <laughs> for the whole family. <laughs> Cal, we uh, didn't even get to the paid part of this. Yeah, we got to. We got to. We got to talk about Cal. the Patreon. Yeah, Patreons yeah. Are right. So, so after after how you, you get your paycheck. Yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Ian here from the Mind Sculptors podcast. I'm taking you out a little bit. Now, if you're on the YouTube, you may have noticed a big chunk where we definitely made no sort of positive comments towards any of those podcast listeners. Uh, but also, you know, uh, nothing in life is free. So can we stop pretending this is okay? <laughs> so if you want to be a homie, help out. And if you want to get perks such as our perks that I know off the top of my head. Access like to the, the Discord, Discord, I think is yeah, like it Discord. Right now. I know that one. I'm at that level personally because I signed up for the, the Patreon before I was a co-host. <laughs> and I'm still on the Patreon for some reason. I'm actively paying myself, but like half because <laughs> half of it goes to Cal. <laughs> So that's a fun thing. You could be a jackass like me, and maybe you'll be a co-host someday. That's how it starts. Mathematically speaking, a hundred percent of the people who've been added as co-hosts have started by subscribing to the Patreon. One out of one co-host. Uh, so it's a perfect bat, perfect batting record. <laughs> 
the odds like, are in your favor. You know what I mean? <laughs> Going out on top, baby. Uh, <laughs> the summer of George. Uh, oh my goodness. Uh, do you have any thoughts for the, the Reddit audience before we move on? Yeah. Um, I just wish you would all stop pretending to be people. We all know that you don't actually exist. Most of you are mods and there's like seven of you. And if you could just stop making new usernames and posting different things, there's no way, you know, just like how many people can have that many bad opinions. <laughs> it's all just Morgan and James coming up with that. Like <laughs> Hello, it all is these I. shitty accounts and then face. making like shit yeah, posting yeah. and then just commenting on it. Love yeah. it. Oh my goodness. We love you guys. Uh, <laughs> so let's get into these. Commander. So what we're going to do yeah. is we're going to I so I I have a bone to pick with the play to win guys because I really feel like they took our very original formula uh-huh, of making uh-huh. everything a tier list. Yeah, for sure. And so what the fuck are you doing? Come oh my on. God. I had what to, a cutie. I had to interrupt. I'm so sorry, but no, like, come on. It was just like out of no, the, the card is so cute. The, the issue was, is that all of the sudden I was like looking at your ceiling and then your screen. <laughs> and I was like, okay, there's no context to why this has happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, in my mind, I'm used to when we have a guest and I can do stuff like that in the background while you're still talking to somebody and not just me. <laughs> You know, you can just like sit there and chow down on like hey, a fucking listen, hoagie. Some, sometimes I fill my schedule and also every other moment that it, I'm not filling my schedule, I'm hanging out with Lua. So like I run out of time and then I'm like, oh, yeah, food. <laughs> Did you see the comment on last week's episode about you eating, by the way? Because it was it was uh, that, great. We need to record more so I can eat more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, saw I saw that wrong. comment. <laughs> it was very funny. Um, so we need to make sure that Ian gets nourished. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Luckily, you you did actually say uh you know you did delay our podcast by a little bit of time today because I did in fact use that time to eat. To be fair, listen. There you go. It was one hundred percent on purpose. Yeah. It yeah, was yeah. definitely not because my computer decided that eleven thirty on a Thursday was a great yeah. time to do an update. Uh, That's wonderful. You know, it, it do be that way sometimes. But, can, I, uh, can I go on one slight tangent before we start our main topic? Oh, absolutely. It will just piss the YouTube comments off, which is amazing. Yeah, for sure. Because then they comment are, You guys are posting timestamps anyways, right? Like, <laughs> uh, Listen, so, okay, actually, before we go to that, on yeah, the yeah, timestamps yeah. note, yeah, yeah, yeah. the people who post the timestamps I want to know what you listen to this podcast for, really, honestly, because it's a podcast, right? What yeah, yeah. podcast have you listened to that doesn't that have? Yeah. yeah, like, like, do, do I? I am convinced that these people are like, oh, I just want straight information, and I know that's what they think they want. But the yeah. reality of it is, if we were to just, we've made these episodes, right, mm-hmm. where it's just. Only information, no goofing yeah. off, nothing yeah, fun about it, no entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Nobody fucking watches it. You want to know why? Yeah. Because it's boring and nobody cares. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm with you. I get it. I, I just, I, I like to go on that rant. I, I, I went on that rant to Cassidy yeah, last yeah. week. So now our audience and you need to hear it. Yeah, because so, anyway, we all know when you have a rant to go on, you need to at least. Everybody needs to times. hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
So anyway, you're go, going to your tangent. Oh, yeah. So I've been trying to find a fun deck to play uh, for Bonfire this weekend, which will be over by the time you hear this episode, because we're in the that is how time works as a content creator. You're, you're constantly operating in multiple states of reality, uh, as we've covered multiple times, podcast. But um, so I'm going to play Shorakai this weekend, right? This is my nice Shorakai. Uh, mm-hmm. This is my nice, normal looking Shorakai. Um, this is the second Shorakai oh. I ordered, because the first Shorakai I ordered came bent in the mail. Uh, like bent in half, and I can't show you yet because this is this sort of spoils the ending of the story. The funny thing is, uh, yeah, is for longtime watch like viewers. Oh, they might know this the story. Podcast, yeah, yeah, would yeah. know the story. Yeah, but because you know, there's those people out here who don't like that we reference things that we've done before yes, on the podcast. Right, right. We need to make sure that we give them the proper context. Um, yeah. So. so. Uh, it came <laughs> bent, but like full, like not, I don't, not like a 75 degree thing, but at least like a 30 degree bend, you know? And I said, well, it's already fucked up. <laughs> uh, so let me fuck it up more. So now here is, here is the end product. And a lot of this was due to me taking a lighter to the edges of this Shorakai, but um, mm-hmm. here it is. Uh, and you can see really, so here's, you can see the bend there right in the middle. You can see it's got sort of a, a, a destroyed Pringles looking thing. And the back really, I think, helps to illustrate a lot of the damage that's been done to it geometrically. The funny thing is, is that bend was not from you. The bend, like, right. The was, initial bend was not there, yes. right? Uh, all the burning is for me, for sure. Yes. The, <laughs> the outer destruction is yes. 100% you. It did not come it's in also, that way. It's also, like, I, the, the thing I didn't intend to do was leave it out in the sun, which I did in my old apartment. So it is also sun bleached on top of that. <laughs> that's fucking amazing. That's, <laughs> so that's, uh, I'm excited to play that this weekend because I will be using this as my copy of my commander and I'll be playing that as my first. So the if you really want to fuck with people and you yeah, want to yeah, yeah. really get inside people's heads, what you do is you need to get an eraser. Okay. And you need to erase the black ink Ooh, off the edges the so that it's yeah, white yeah, yeah, ordered. Yeah, yeah. I had a friend who did that with their dredge deck. Because yes, they I've wanted to it. fuck with people. It, it's yeah. the funniest shit in the world. It's it's um, actually one of my favorite things to do in the entire world. I love white border. I do. I'm I'm that kind of sociopath. I um, I, I like white border cards too. Uh, but I also think it is funnier to see people's visceral reactions to oh, them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's what you, if you really want to, you know, make tilt some people just, off the face. Yeah, of the just earth, really ruin a day for yeah, sure. Just. Go ahead, get in there with an eraser, erase that black black board yeah, off. I, I will I will be doing that as as the conclusion of this podcast approaches. You're you're welcome for that one, but yeah, no, that's that's very good. I've also written you can't tell really, but like I've written in Mark Racy the big one there. I didn't get to play the deck a lot, but my intent is every time I win with the deck to make some sort of marking or etch on it. You know, like it like it's your your fighter jet. Right? Yeah, like I'm Victor Zaz marking my kills. Yeah, for sure. Wow. That was a only dedicated reference. Batman fans yeah, would yeah, really sure. know that one, honestly. Or, or fans of the hit television show Gotham, which is how I found about him. the the lovely Victor's ass. Yeah, I was about to give you cred for being a Batman fan, but now I have what? to kind of take it back. Yeah, uh, oh, that's even worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm like, a, Goth- I'm a like, like if you knew it from fan. like Batman Begins, it's like yeah, that kind of sucks. But like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you only know it from fucking. Gotham. Hey, Gotham. Batman in it. Nah, I'm from Boston. I know from yeah, Gotham. From Do you know oh, that? Yeah. Did you know that canonically Gotham City is in New Jersey? I did know that. I've had several discussions about the the location of Gotham canonically. 
it is it is I think it's very funny. I, I saw a a TikTok about this. This will be the last thing before we actually get to the yeah, topic. Yeah, I promise. Yeah. Uh, sure. There was a TikTok I saw about this where uh, if you follow the Panda Red on TikTok, very good follow. Loves talking about like comic book stuff, Batman mm-hmm. stuff, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, was talking about how he is convinced that the only proper way to do like characters like Harvey Dent or Jason Todd, like those people who were born and raised in Gotham. Is right. with a heavy New Jersey accent. Okay. And it's like okay. the only, because he's like, they're supposed to be from Jersey. Yeah. And they're supposed to be like the hometown heroes. And they should have heavy Jersey accents. As you know, as someone who, who lives with somebody who's uh, from Jersey, uh, I would appreciate that quite a lot because the now, like, you know, having, uh, people in my life who are very, very, very much from New Jersey. It really does give a particular like type of type of sing to the accent. It very sure. much so, has a yeah. like vibe to it, right? It's, like, it's a vibe. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> you wouldn't know anything about vibes being from Beantown, right? Yeah, no, no, <laughs> ain't, ain't nothing about Beantown. Oh, speaking of uh, Beantown. I knew this last, was going to last to last tangent. Last one. Just found out my friends on Survivor. I went to college with next season. And he's got like the thickest Boston accent, which is what reminded me of this. Do we know how well he does? I don't or know. No. It's he's in the next season. So, oh, the next, not this coming one, the next one. Well, no, the thing that is. Oh, the one that's coming. Oh, the, the yeah, biggest so they, season. Of they Survivor. just announced it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When are we going to do a Survivor cast? I feel like we would, we, we need to do a watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, okay, so. Enough tangents. Anyhow, I, I thought you were going to talk about how uh, Up the Beanstalk is like breaking modern and other formats. Oh, in no. Half. No, I'm not uh, from Boston anymore, so all things Bean are canonically in my past. <laughs> <laughs> Up the Beanstalk's already happened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay, the first commander we're going to look here, we're going to rain them on. Here's, here's what I'm going to do here. Our, our rating scale from unplayable mm-hmm. now to playable yeah. is okay. going to be on a scale of Rog Sai to Tivit at the top. Okay. I'm not doing this. I'm not engaging. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, man. Any chance I get. Uh, yeah, yeah, so we'll do from sure. one to ten here. Uh, we, can, we can go through and do these. So let's, let's take a look here. Or we're just doing a simple one to ten scale. One being completely unplayable garbage, ten being sleeve it up at your next EDH tournament. Yes. Okay. Love it. Uh, so we're gonna start off here with we have to start with this, the namesake of the fucking channel, Jace Friends Prodigy. We're uh, not the Friends Prodigy. I guess we're not the Friends. That is a patron tier, though. That's true. It is. Um, Which you would know if you went over to patreon.com slash the mind sculptors because 15 to 20 minutes of, of raw vamping really makes you want to support this podcast. <laughs> if you don't like the raw vamping, I honestly don't know what you're doing here. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. So anyway, uh, Jace Friends Prodigy, if you're unfamiliar with the card, it is a former $100 standard card. Oh, uh, the days. That is from Magic the days. Origins. Uh, it is a legendary human wizard that costs a generic and a blue. That's a zero two that has the ability tap. You draw a card, then discard a card. And if there are five or more cards in your graveyard, exile JVP 
then return him to the battlefield transformed under his owner's control. I love using JVP's Christian name, JVP. JVP, (laughs) yes. Um, And so the back of JVP is Jace Telepath Unbound, which uh, has comes in with five loyalty, uh, has an uptick that is a plus one of up to one target creature gets minus two, minus O until your next turn. A minus three of you may cast target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard this turn. If this card would be put into your graveyard this turn, exile it instead. Mm-hmm. And then a minus nine of you get an emblem with whenever you cast a spell, target opponent puts the top five cards of his or her library into her graveyard. So uh, this is a, this is a deck that uh, historically was JVP high tide. Mm-hmm. was where this was historic yes um what what are your thoughts because i because i know like i i feel like high tide might be a little underexplored these days mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so like i don't know if like straight like this is a way to go with it or not but i, sure, I mean sure. i'm a little like soft like i'm a little like for me it's a lot easier for me to be like i really want to play this because i love this card um, yeah. but I'm curious, uh, what you think on this and where, where you, so fall. here, I got to look up a date really quick. Um, today's date or and date? No, no. A date of a magic release set. Okay. Uh, what, what set are you looking for? Uh, the Ravnica guilds of, Re- no, what was the third block called? Uh, war of the spark. Yeah. But it was like the sets before that. So, uh, Ravnica Allegiance. Okay, yeah. So, like, Ravnica Allegiance, yeah. Um, so, by the time I got really into CEDH, uh, that was Ravnica Allegiance 2019-ish time mm-hmm. period, right? Uh, or, or, I guess, so, end of 2018, I'm, like, starting into the format. 2019, I'm, like, in, in it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, by that time, High Tide felt unplayable. <laughs> Yep. So it is now the year of our Lord 2023, and I don't know what has changed to make it feel any better. Mm-hmm. If I'm being frank, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I also don't disagree with you. Yes, but it's also one of the things of the way people, because this is one of the things that I thought was really interesting, like coming up with this list. Yeah. Of looking at like old lists of yeah. these decks yeah. is what, what on God were we smoking? Oh, because yeah, some yeah, of yeah, the, yeah. the card choices in these decks, I'm looking yeah. at them and I'm like, these are asinine. It's so slow. It doesn't do anything like yeah. in any particular order. And yeah. like, I'm looking at it and I'm like, there's gotta be some way in 2023 that, yeah we can revisit those things. Right. And it's I like, maybe I'm make, not the person to figure that out. But. Right. I think you can make a better Jace than existed in the past. Right. We have cards like right. Jewel Lotus and Mox Amber and stuff like that. They exist. Right. Uh, I don't know that it makes the card <laughs> or the right. archetype any better, you know? Right. I think my biggest critique of JVP as a yeah. commander Mm-hmm. Is I honestly think that Emery might just be a better commander for like this style of that's deck. rough. Yeah, <laughs> if Emery is the better commander, that is not 
a good like and i would I, not want anyone to go yeah i like your commander but i think emery's better well like, and it, it's off off the yes. back of simply that emery has like a bunch of fucking combos already yeah right? so sure. it's just like it 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 kind of like it reduces its own cost yeah it, yeah. it does like a lot of work to do like it does a relevant thing the moment it comes down yeah so it's one of those things where i think that is the biggest hurdle for jvp Mm -hmm. i do Mm -hmm. i've said this before on the show but i do think jvp like as a card in the 99 is like a reasonable card um i do think it's in the 99 it's way different conversation yeah yeah, yeah. um but like as a commander yeah i don't know i i i think (laughs) I think I would put it as like a solid four because mm. I think because here, here's my logic with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's mono blue. It can only be so bad, right? Mm, um, I've heard that one before. Yeah. It's like, it's <laughs> yeah. like everybody, like everybody's lost to this mono blue deck. I mean, hell, Orvar for crying out loud, right? Like sure. Orvar is one of those decks where it's like draft chaff dot deck and it still fucking wins games somehow. Because yeah, I think that you know what I mean. Like, more to how inherently broken Orvar is as a card, but I, I sure. Understand but like, I, 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 what I'm getting at there is like the overall just card quality in blue right. is so much higher than every mm-hmm. other color. Yeah, that you know, I think you could cheese it enough that mm-hmm. you could make it work. Uh, I think there's a argument that high tide could be played more right like i think yeah. like especially in a lot of the blue black decks right now like a lot of people are just like wait so if i don't have oracle and console i just i don't win the game and you're like no well there, there are other win cons right uh, and i think like demure high tide stuff yeah. stuff tm could be a thing um i know uh back in 2020 i want to say uh when the tier one con qualifiers were happening so it was either 20 or 21 Mm-hmm. Um, Leptis, which at this point for some people it's a name they've never heard of, which is amazing to me. Yeah, um, he's one of the was OGs. Playing, yeah, it was playing Tim and Malcolm High Tide, which was like yeah. at the time we were all like, "Oh, hey, Boomer, that's pretty hot, <laughs> right?" Like, um, but you know, I, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. And as I said, like, there's definitely like a, a, a number of decks in the format right now who uh, multiple of us have been like, "Okay, yeah, it's like really cool, but also, how does it win, right?" Yeah, and I think, you know, high tide technically could be up there, right? I think like there are certain archetypes that might be able to benefit from a card like that. I remember I was running Lier work for for a hot minute too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think my biggest thing with it is I think that there are some like because I think a lot of people like wrote off some of the like tendrils wins and things like yes. that. And while they're not perfect, right? Yeah, I mean, we have Aetherfrost Reservoir now, right? Like which right. is better. Um, but I think like there are storm outlets where, yeah. you know, like people have just kind of like either flux people wrote it off because it was like, Oh, deflecting swap. And it's like, okay, but I've sat in multiple like top 16 pods now that just don't have red it at the table. Like you're not going to see. Yeah. Just like deflecting SWAT always. Yeah. It is a thing I've never to be actually even really heard of that as a counter argument. So that's really interesting. I mean, I just, every I time I bring like, up either flux, yeah. I hear it. Like is all oh, well, you got to worry about deflecting SWAT. And I'm just like, I really what don't are, think. You at do. what point are you at the life total where you have enough storm to aetherflux somebody, and then you're worried about a single piece of interaction? Yeah, I, is that like, am I crazy? You know what I mean? No, like, you're not crazy. I that, also that share weird. that sentiment. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's not as hell. Yeah, whatever. For a long time, I've been a long proponent of uh, people underestimate Aetherflux Reservoir, and yeah. that's, that's kind of a stance I take a lot. I, I think another card that people underestimate that is like kind of, in my opinion, part of that like uh, reservoir shell yeah, yeah. is Paradoxical Outcome. So oh, I don't yeah, think yeah, people realize how many cards that fucking draws. Yeah. Like it draws yeah. an absurd number of cards. Yeah, uh, I was I played in a lot of my Rograk decks just because it like sometimes it's just four mana draw six and it's a speed. I'm like, okay. Yeah, great. I mean it can be an nauseum of, like in and of itself. So it's like yeah. uh <laughs> very good card. Um, um so where are you gonna uh, yeah, what where yeah. are you gonna rate JVP? I don't know, man. It's like uh it's like a two or three for me i, I could uh, feel I'm being you, honest i could yeah. feel you given that too i, I really yeah could feel that i one. think i can i'll be generous and give it a three it's not an archetype i've ever liked to be honest it yeah. like loses to everything adnaz loses to but like way more like it also fizzle yeah yeah um and i don't know that's that's kind of where i'm at with it it's like i love the idea of it right it's cool it's clean two mana nice guardianships online right away mox amber's online right away that part's yeah. awesome but like you know, oh my gosh, Miri, <laughs> yeah, such a cutie. Yeah, she's uh, well, let's like, look at the other mono colored commander that we've got here, which is Duretti Scrap Savant. This card is old. old, 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 old. This yeah. came out originally in where is it? Commander 2014. Yeah, like that was around um, the time I started playing. <laughs> yeah, was that, that was that. that uh, 2014 was, or no, 2013 was the year I started playing Magic. Yeah. So this um, was this was the year. So I was starting to get into Commander. Mm-hmm. This Commander deck was the one that had just come out a couple months ago, and then the yeah. two color one had come out later that year. So like, but yeah. yeah, that's around the time I started playing. Yeah. Uh, so for those who are unfamiliar, Duretti can be your Commander. It is Planeswalker that cuts three generic and a red with three loyalty has a plus two that is discard up to two cards, then draw that many cards, a minus two that is sacrifice an artifact. If you do return target artifact card from your graveyard to the battlefield and a minus 10, that is you get an emblem with whenever an artifact is put into your graveyard from the battlefield, return that card to the battlefield at the beginning of the next end step. So Duretti is one of those cards that... I, so we had Phoenix and I back in our Lincoln play group, we had a person that had one of the most offensively good Duretti lists. Yeah, yeah. And I wish to God this person existed online so that we could get his list because yeah. it, it, like I, I know it's like the best I've ever seen, but I cannot yeah. tell you what's all in that deck. Yeah. But he just doesn't exist online anymore. Um, but as like, soon as Dockside gets banned, Mm-hmm. This deck is so much better. Yeah, <laughs> like I think this. I think Duretti is like a real deck. Um, I think it, it's like uh, it's just difficult to pilot, play, build. Um, the same yeah. thing. So we had a, we had a dude at our local store um, back in Massachusetts who played Arkham Dagson, and yeah. he would like top four every tournament with it because he was like it was his deck. He knew how to play it and play it really well. And, and Duretti gives me a similar vibe, right? It doesn't tutor, right? But it's like cheap big artifacts into play right like that's kind of the idea behind it um and i don't know there is something about 
this commander that is just like so inherently strong, right? Like there's an idea that like you can straight up go like uh, Chromox, imprint a card, play land, play LED, crack it, pitch some giant artifact in your hand into your yeah. graveyard, play Doretti, sack the Chromox, get the thing back. Like you can like you get, could like, get a portal, portal to Phyrexia like turn one. Portal to Phyrexia turn one. That's exactly right. what I was gonna say. Um, and like it, it's it is inherently strong, right? The idea is like the variance is really hard on this deck. The oxide is really hard in this deck. Collector yeah. is really hard in this deck. Um, all of that being said, I, I still think it's like solid. Uh, if they make another torpor orb, this deck gets a lot better. If they make another, mm-hmm. or specifically an artifact torpor orb, right? Um, right? If they make, as as I mentioned, you know, if Dockside hits a ban ever, like this deck gets a lot better. Um, but right now, it's it's a bad Dockside feeder, right? Um, and it is susceptible to graveyard hate. Uh, mm-hmm. To a certain degree, right? Like Grafter's Cage doesn't necessarily stop a lot of what it's doing, but it like it can hurt it. And rest in peace, just absolutely blast this deck into the next time zone, right? Yeah. Um, but to be fair, Rip hits like a lot of decks in the format. Yeah. Uh, it's really interesting because it's like it's usually a stacks deck, but like there's also a way to play it as an Underworld Breach deck too, which is really cool. Yeah. Because um, like you can just play like Grinding Station Lines and stuff like that. Um, all in all like i like the archetype a lot it's it's one that i think about maybe once a month <laughs> like i think about this deck yeah. maybe once a month and never build it <laughs> it's like that Doretti is kind of one of those decks that uh yeah it, it reminds me of i don't know if you've seen this trend going around on tiktok or on twitter yet but it's the uh girlfriends ask your uh partners uh, ask your boyfriends how often they think about the roman empire oh, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. uh and I, I had to sit there and, and stare my wife in the face and go, well, at least once a week, uh, if not more. Yeah. Uh, See, okay. So Luba hit me with that one. And I was like, honestly, like never, like literally never for that one specifically. And uh, her response was, well, you're gay. You don't count. <laughs> So, you know, I'm feeling a little I, more validated in this moment. I, I am because. too, but the issue is, is that I'm like cursed you play Crusader with, Kings. Right? Yeah, like I'm, I'm cursed with like playing Crusader Kings and then also being like a giant history buff. So it's just like, yeah, yeah. I literally will just be like driving and like, oh man, it's really interesting. Like uh, that this, this because of the Roman Empire and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, wow, yeah. I just out of fucking nowhere. But Doretti feels like it's very similar to that to me yeah, because it so is yeah, a right. deck that... Living rent free in our heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah, living rent free in our heads is a really good way of putting it. Um, I think that this is my hot take. Okay? okay. All right. I'm ready. I think building this as a stacks deck is missing the forest for the trees. Okay. Okay. Uh, I can talk about that. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it can do that and it should include those things. Yeah, but I think that if you're playing as a dedicated stack stack, you're going to have a hard time closing games out. Agreed. Agreed. And I think that what it needs to be is a underworld breach deck, like a lot of the other mono red decks around right now that has stacks pieces that buys it time. It's tempo piece. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I think that if like if I were to build this now, granted, mono red is not my like specialty even remotely. So like me attempting to build this would be a yeah. fuck, like shit show to begin with. But it's mine. <laughs> uh, 
uh, if, if it's not blue white, I don't got you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, so like, but I do think there is like a shell there where it's like this tempo stack stack. I think yeah. of, I, I really honestly, I think of the deck like Kinnon almost and how Kinnon uses stacks yeah. as yeah. like a way to buy itself time. I think I, it's this not a perfect analogy, but yeah, I get yeah, what yeah. you're going for here. It, well, right? it's yeah. this, I, I'm going to bring this up is because I've kind of like come up with this further on in the episode. I'm going to bring this up too. Yeah. But I've kind of like started coming up with these like classifications of decks of there are decks that fit a certain mold of they want to mm-hmm. do this with their game plan. Their commander enables it and gets them close to a win, but they mm-hmm. need a little bit of time. And I think like Winota, yeah. Kinnon, uh, Duretti kind of fall into that uh, category of, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, they they can get there, they generate value, but they need a little bit of help. And yeah. I think Kinnon obviously has the advantage of generating mana and then also, you know, having blue, uh, which right, is a huge right. advantage. But I do think like Duretti, if you were to build it in that more proactive way, I mm-hmm. think could probably be a thing. I think it could probably be the best mono red deck, if I'm being honest, because I think I think it has. I don't think enough people are willing to admit that that minus two is bananas. Oh, it's busted. Like it it, it will win you games. Yeah, Um, for sure. So I, I, I think that Duretti is very much a deck that people should pursue. Uh, Mm -hmm. My like rating, I'm going to give it on a yeah. you should play this you should try this is i'm gonna give it an eight because i think okay. this is a deck that is viable mm-hmm. i'm just not the person to build it <laughs> yeah yeah because it's like I, I i can see it i know like exactly what you would need to go into building it but mm-hmm. i'm not the mono red guy yeah. i'm the azorius right. control guy so yeah, sure. you know i stay in your lane cal right so yeah, yeah. Uh, what what are your thoughts? Where 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 would you rank it? Uh, yeah, I'm thinking like a seven and a half, right? That perfect okay. three quarter ratio, right? So for me, it's like, uh, you know, when I think of something as a perfect five in this, right, this mm-hmm. demographic of, of how we're judging things, a perfect five is like, you could bring this to a tournament. I would not be upset at you for playing it. I'd probably be like, that's a little weird, but sure, right? right? Um, and that's like, that's exactly it, right? Like, oh, that's a little outdated. That's a little weird, but all right, fine, whatever. Um, with this one, I'm like, okay, yeah, like, let's, let's make it, let's, let's, let's throw some, let's throw some peppers <laughs> in here and put a little, pull a sauce on it, spice it up a little bit, right? Like, cook us up something nice. I think the deck's like, I, I think you're right. Like, I think there's a lot. I, I've always felt like this deck is underexplored yeah. and it's one of those 100%. decks that like, I have so many Moxfield lists that I'm like, mm, this is difficult to build. I don't have the time for this right now, but yep. I think there's something here. Um, and I think this is definitely one of those decks. And I think you bring up a good point about like tempo artifacts being like the way to maybe like close out some games. And, you know, it's, I I think it's another one of those decks that like runs into the crater hoof problem. Right. Which is like, people are afraid to play crater beam because it's a casual card. Right. Right. And I think this in the same way is like, I feel like sometimes like a big artifact, like a blight steel Colossus is not like it's not a crazy way to end a game with a deck like this, right? Like yeah. if you, your opponents are locked out with a God Pharaoh statue, sometimes you just put 11, you know, 11 power worth of trample infect onto the battlefield and say like, deal with it. I don't think you can. Yep. You know, 
like uh so that's that's kind of that's my my hot take with it too i think it's like yeah i think it's worth messing around with see what happens um if anyone wants to go go deep on a build like this with me i'm super down because i love this type of deck i love mono red i have yet to find a mono red deck in this format that i want to call my own yep um i I, like i have had magnus leave up for like since the mlc but it doesn't mean that it's like a deck that i like am am super high on just because people never let me have dwarves right but (laughs) i i like playing goto a lot but that's also just because like goto is exactly like goto is the least mono red mono red deck in my opinion like i think it's very red are you kidding me just full accelerator magic like that's the most red shit in the entire world but it feels like thematically it should have white because of how it interacts with the equipment and things like that yeah so it feels very much yeah Yeah, it feels very much like it's an equipment deck where okay if goto if i can't go for the win right here i just kind of pivot and do this thing right and so that is very much a thing i enjoy doing so it's like definitely mm. my type of bullshit. But anyhow, uh, that is ready. So a, a, an eight, I think I said, and then you give mm-hmm. it what seven point five, full Dylan, three quarters. Yep. Dil- yep. Dylan and Cam are coming for you. Um, <laughs> wait, this is not no. the next card. Uh, next card is uh, Brago King Internal. This is one of the OG uh, blue white control decks. And mm-hmm. this is a two generic, a white and a blue two four legendary spirit that has flying that says when Brago deals combat damage to a player, exile any number of target non-land permanents you control, then return those cards to the battlefield under their owner's control. I don't know if you've ever played against this deck in your lifetime, but it fucking sucks to play against mm-hmm. because it just... It's just like, <laughs> I'm going to untap all my stuff and you're not going to be able to deal with my winter orb and all these things. It's it's very frustrating, but it's also pretty effective. What what are your things? I, I don't know that Drago is the way mm-hmm. to go with Brago, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on on the, the yep. king? This is this is probably going to be my most like controversial take of the episode. OK, to me, this is like a nine. Okay. I think I, I, Brago is one of the most fundamentally overpowered cards that sees no play. Uh, this card's fucking cracked. Like, I think Brago is actually insane. And I understand it has the, like, player commander have to get to my next turn thing, but, like... You're in blue-white, baby. Pro- you are in the perfect colors to do that. And like, the shit that it provides you when you get there, right? Like, it's like, oh, yeah, on my Mana Vault and my Grim Monolith, I basically have a free fucking Voltaic key. Um, I can play the one ring and bounce it. And I have two inherit one card combos with my commander that are super easy to tutor in these colors. Uh, I can play these insane tempo pieces that either gave me massive card advantage, flicker removal spells over and over again. Maybe the There's only fucking, place where you could play static orb or winner orb like yeah, comfortably. Yeah. Right, right. And then there, you can play fucking stasis, right? Like you can uh, you can go through. I mean, yeah. So like, I guess you have to figure out a way to untap Brago, right? Oh, no, because you can flicker Brago, too. Yeah. You, it yeah, flickers so you itself. Yeah, so, uh, it's like the best stasis so deck. Good. Nobody's like everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah. like this is the thing, DJ. I know you're listening. I love you. You you love Jorn, but I think Brago yeah. is the stasis deck. Like, if there yeah, ever yeah, yeah. was a stasis deck, it's Brago. No, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. 
I think this deck's insane, and I think people have been playing it like a bad stacks deck for so long because they're just playing it like every other fucking stacks deck. And I like I was talking about I think this might have been with Charles, uh, but I was talking to someone recently about how this is like probably the best tempo deck in the format mm-hmm. uh, that no one is playing. And I'm like, yeah, like probably this is this is where my hot take comes in. Like I, I think this card's actually kind of cracked, and, and yep. we're just kind of ignoring it because it's been built so poorly over the years. Yeah, I mean it it very much falls into that category I was talking to about with the ready where. Yeah. On its own, it just kind of like comes down and does a thing. And mm-hmm. like you can do the stacks thing with it. But again, and I think this is an issue with stacks decks in general, honestly. Uh, yeah. Where I uh, think yeah. like I, I think the day of the dedicated stacks deck is long over. Like I think that is a thing of the past. I don't think mm-hmm. you are living in a I think even then you were living in an alternate reality, honestly. Sure. Because yeah. these dedicated stack stacks like don't really provide effective means of victory. And even a deck like Charles's mono white Heliod list that mm-hmm. is a dedicated stacks list has avenues to close the game. Out. Yep. And what I've yeah, seen. Yeah, he used to never go to time in 90 minute rounds. Like, I've, I've never seen it. It's wild. Um, but the thing is, is with this, people just are like, oh, we just throw stacks pieces and it'll be fine and we'll stack them out and we'll win. And that is not how you win these games because all it takes is one spell to come out from under it and you're done. And so these need to be the tempo, use those pieces to get some advantage, get ahead. This is another deck that I think that you could probably play something like fucking portal to Phyrexia in and it would be bananas because imagine flickering portal Phyrexia with this. No, over yeah, I mean, it's crazy, over, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're going to win that game. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know that I, that I don't know if I go that far to say it's a portal Phyrexia deck, but like it, it might not be because that's a, that's has, an end game for sure. Like, yeah. right. Like that is, that is a way to end games. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, the card's insane, right? Like, I, I just genuinely think it's it's so underplayed, so underexplored. Yeah. Um, and if you don't understand why, maybe try just fucking around with it for a bit. See what happens. Yeah, don't I, build I'm, it like every other stack stack you've seen. Yeah. Actually try I mean, to find honestly, a Honestly, like, this conversation is almost tempting me to just build it for this weekend. <laughs> like, just Do full it. pivot on a full deck build. Honestly, I love blue-white yeah. so much. I, I would, yeah. I'm so into it. It's also uh, funny, like it's like the best Thassa's Oracle deck, right? Because you just play Thassa's Oracle like at some yeah. point randomly, right? And then you're just like, okay, uh, now let me go through my whole deck with my my infinite flickers, and then it's like I'm gonna keep you know scrying basically with Oracle until I find the one thing I want to draw. I draw that, and then I'll like get all my permanents and and Oracle in. Yep. Like, okay. Cool. It's GG's. quite good. Um, yep. I've lost to it many a time. Uh, next, so what you, you gave it a nine. I don't think I gave it a rating. I think I'm also going to give it a nine. I think it's very, very good. I think it might yeah. be one of the best blue white. This, this is where the, we get the title of stacks pushing podcast. <laughs> <sighs> it's okay. The next one's a storm deck. Uh, this Hell deck yeah. is Ocon in Zinder split. Uh, these are partner with commanders. The original ones from yeah. battle bond. Uh, you've got Ocon Eye of Chaos that is a Cyclops Berserker that costs four generic and a red and is a 3-3 three, three, uh, that has partnered with Zinder Split Eye of Wisdom. At the beginning of your combat on your turn, flip a coin until you lose a flip. 
And then it also says whenever a player wins a coin flip, double Ocon's power and toughness until end of turn. We're going to come back to that because that ability is dumb. Uh, The next one part of that partner pairing is Zinder Split Eye of Wisdom. Uh, It is at the beginning of combat on your turn, flip a coin until you lose a flip. Whenever player flips, whenever a player wins a coin flip, draw a card. (laughs) This triggers, yeah. guys, this triggers when people win their mana crypt rolls, right? Like, this yeah. card actually draws an insane number of cards. Hey, um, do you have a card with Sakashima in your meta and you're feeling like you really want to counter your friends and give them a metagame? Uh, well, do I have a deck for you? Honestly, uh, it is this, probably yeah. one of the like commanders that I look at and think it probably like we, we i i think i'll let you talk about it because i know you have more opinions on this one than i do honestly because i i think it's very good um and very playable i think it's better than karkasakashima if i'm being honest but uh i would not even come close to going that far but i i love the enthusiasm <laughs> what what are, what are your thoughts on it uh no, I love this card. Uh, these these partners. Um, it's it's. I literally got like the uh, the Gavin Verhey Wizards of the Coast versions of this card. Um, and Zinder Split's just a great card advantage engine, right? Mm-hmm. Like one of the things it's like if you're playing CEDH, you need combo outlets and you need card advantage. And mm-hmm. Zinder Split is both, right? The combo is frenetic or free. Um, so there's there is straight up a one card combo in the deck that you can Imperial Recruiter for or um, Drift of Phantasms, right? So it's yeah. got the sort of is it Malcolm vibe to it. Um, it's it's got the it's got the Chrom Tavesh problem, right? Where you have two five drop commanders, um, one of them being significantly higher on card advantage, right? So Zinner Split is like the you play Zinner Split first, you flip some coins. Sometimes you get unlucky. Sometimes you get very fucking lucky. Uh, if your opponents are like always playing to your maximum potential then it really sucks because they're you know not taking variance into account right so if they're like oh well you could win four flips in a row it's like sure i could i could also lose the first one which is this has happened to me playing this this combo uh but there's very there's a lot of classic ways to stack the odds in your favor uh it's not a storm deck uh in my opinion uh this is a is it tempo deck for sure uh, you have your one card combo. It, it's very important to also know that the frenetic free combo uh, involves a probably calling a judge, unfortunately, to shortcut a loop where you put basically like a million triggers in the stack, right? Uh, so then you don't want to actually do that because then you can deck yourself, right? So say you put like, I don't know, 80 on the stack. It, it, it's a little complicated, right? Because yeah. uh, basically, as soon as you lose the flip, your frenetic free sacrifices itself. So it's not like you can just keep putting them on the stack, right? Right. Um, so the idea is kind of that you like, you know, draw a majority of your deck without drawing the full thing, or you get to a point where you draw a card like Snapback, which is like a free bounce your commander kind of spell, right? Right. Um, and it, 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 you know, little little nuances like that are, are kind of what like leads the deck to being a little complicated, and especially in a tournament setting. Um, you can also play your breaches, win con stuff like yep. that. Uh, I think it's one of the coolest like blue moon decks in the format right mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. can play your back basics you can play your blood moons all those things um i think there's actually a pretty solid argument to like sneak in some kiki lines with the deck mm-hmm. um i haven't really looked at it since the one ring was printed I, I i think i was taking a look at it like eight months ago uh 
but it's like it's very solid. I think it's like a really cool commander. I think or commander pair. Uh, and also, just sometimes you're like, okay, I guess I'll put Ocon in there just to like start to make sure that I can have the consistently consistent like drawing cards. Right. It's like, oh, well, actually they're open, so they're dead. Uh, because I flipped four wins. Uh, oops. Uh, and then so the situation you're like, okay, well, I won the flip four times, and I had a Chandra's ignition in my hand, so I guess I killed the table. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and like that, those those are funny when they happen. You don't like rely on those, right? right. Uh, but o- Ocon is just an Oko button at times if you have an open opponent, which is really funny. Um, yeah, but it is I, I, like definition of a tempo deck, right? Like you play your card advantage engine, you have a one card win con. Uh, and you play some efficient is it stuff and then kind of just hope the tempo lands in your flate your, your favor you hope the coin flips land in your favor right yeah. like that's it's sort of the definition of the deck i think it's like like a seven uh i think yeah. it's you know i would fuck around with it it's it's really cool it's really interesting uh I, i'm not going to go too hard into it you know yeah i i think i agree with everything that you said the only reason i think <laughs> that it's better than crocker and sakashima is because um I I think structurally speaking, it is less. It's not going to just fold in on itself sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Uh, okay. Which is one of the things yeah. that I've noticed with Kark Sakashima is, yeah, if you kill the commander at the right time, you're yeah, like, okay, and the deck is dead. Yeah, the deck just kind of folds in on itself. Or this yeah. deck does need its commander to win the game because it's part of the combo. Yeah. yeah. But ultimately, yeah. you can just kind of sit there and be like, all right, well, I have a bunch of interaction spells and yeah, stuff yeah. like this. Yeah, the deck doesn't and, lose to a Draenoth Magistrate, right? Yeah, like, yeah. that's the kind of the point, right? And I, and I also think that, and I can't stress this enough, I think that one of the things that people kind of forget with Kark and Sakashima is there's a lot of times Kark is down by itself without any other piece, and it's just an active mm-hmm. stacks piece against yourself. And uh, you don't yeah. really run yeah. into that issue with these commanders. Granted, they don't come down as fast. No, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I personally, I, I'm not going to play these types of decks to begin with. And they're also different, uh, which I, I will definitely play these types of decks. Very <laughs> important, you know. um, yeah. Yeah. It's just like I played gift storm and modern. If I want to play, if I want to play storm, I'm just going to go play gift storm and modern. And if I want to yeah. play, blue red I, tempo to, to clear, I i'll mean just go the, play more tide like yeah it's, like i'll play okan's under split i will not play kargashima <laughs> yeah like, i'm pretty I, sure I you're not legally like not allowed to play that deck no um, no for sure I, I i think i played uh this was at charles's house a little while ago charles wasn't even in these pods but like as much people i know and i like picked up someone else's kargashima and I think I went like 0 and 7 because it was just like anytime I would even come close to resolving the second commander or like Kark yeah. plus a car, a car copy, they would be like, all right, we need to specifically wipe Ian's board. And I'd be yeah. like, but the next person has Ad Nozman. And they'd be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Uh, I think I'm going to yeah. give it a 7 as well. I, I, I think yeah. that it's fine. It's better than yep. Sus, but it's also like, I don't know. It's not amazing. It's yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and it's exactly that. It's pretty good. Uh, let's go into three colors. Uh, so let's go go into some old oldies, but goodies. Let's look at no, Animar, Animar, Soul of Elements, first printed in Commander 2011. I get harassed about Animar maybe once every other tournament. <laughs> really? Why yes. is that? Because I'm historically just take a big dookie on the card. 
Why? Why? So, see, it's funny. I have a ton of respect for this card. Yeah, um, I have lost a lot of games of Magic to this card. Mm-hmm. Um, the only time I lose to Animar is when someone else fucks up. Is is my problem? It, 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 this is one of those decks that I can dissect without even thinking about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's very few times when I feel like. Uh, you know, when I when I articulate that, I'm like, yeah, this deck isn't a problem because of X, Y and Z. Right. And like this is one of those. And, and I have matchups that are bad against it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, I don't play decks that fold to something a little weird. Right. And like right. this deck, just like it, I, I find it very hard to lose to it. Um, but it's very easy to lose to it if you don't pay attention. And like yes. that's that's the times that I've seen Animar win is when someone's like, Oh well, yeah. I just let them resolve worldly tutor. It's fine. It's like, girl, like you, you can't. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that, uh, that ain't how this works, friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's like, okay, it, you know, you need to hit them at the pressure points, right? Right. But like, it's one of those things where you like, you know, you look at like the old like martial arts movies, or you know, when the, there's like the the master who walks in and like disables a person with one chop. Yeah. And like, Animar is definitely a one chop deck, right? Like, uh. But for some reason, people really just don't know how to play around. And then there's situations yeah. where I've like I played against like an SCG Baltimore where it was like we had Animar with infinite power, right? Because uh, they were able to execute the Dockside combo, right? Mm-hmm. And they didn't have an outlet for it. Uh, we stopped that part of it. And then I was like, okay, cool. I got these blue removal spells. Like it just needs to get back to my turn. And then they had the you know perfect thing to like bounce my thing and kill me. And I was like, all right, you know, sure. Yep. But like even then with an infinite combo having been articulated, like I still had answers to the deck. You know what I mean? And like that's as a player that would concern me. I I, I think this is another deck that I'm going to, I'm going to say this a lot. This episode is one where people miss like take, like miss the forest for the trees, because I think this is another deck where people look at what the card does and then just Mm -hmm. go, this is the only thing that I can do in this deck. Sure, and sure, yeah. I don't know that that is the way to look at it. Um, mm-hmm. I think that it is. Why is your camera dark? Keep going. Keep going. Okay. Um, what is happening right now? I'm I'm like trying to keep going, but I don't know <laughs> what's happening. In the bathroom. Oh, okay. <laughs> you were on a good flow. I was just gonna let you go. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm shit. Sorry. Uh. So anyway, I, it's one of those things where. Animar feels like a deck where people hyper focus on the things that it does and are like, okay, then everything in the deck needs to do that. Where there are a lot of things you can be doing in Teamer that isn't just, you know, right along the lines of what this commander does. And so I think that is the biggest, like, thing i would say about it this is actually a deck that i could see myself building uh because it is very like uh really loves to be a deck that comes at things from a different angle if that makes sense and so i think like if i were to build animar for instance which i could honestly see myself doing is Mm -hmm. i don't know that i would build it in the traditional sense right of doing the like harvest animar thing and all that stuff yeah yeah i think what i would do is i would build a teamer deck like i would like sure that happens to have animar in the command zone yeah that has animar in the command zone has this one card combo with it 
gives my other cards like some incidental, you know, sure, advantage. Sure. A little, little, little zhuzh, Yeah. Right? And so, and I think that's how I would go about this. I think this yeah. is a deck that can get take advantage of those sorts of things really well because you are in a great, uh, you're in great colors. And we talked about this, right? To just go off uh, yeah. with a worldly tutor. And I think mm-hmm. that if you were to build this to be a good teamer deck that has this one card combo with your commander and also right. the other good teamer stuff that I think this is probably acceptable, but I don't know that the harvest, like this is one of the things that I said that I felt about this, this card is as I look at it and I'm just like, okay, is the harvest lines really that good? Like, are they really worth playing? I don't mm-hmm. think so. And like, yeah it's definitely interesting right like it's it is it is a line that opens you up to the thing you're trying not to be interrupted by right, right? and then uh, i don't know it's it's weird it is very strange yeah um I, but like i don't like i don't hate the deck by any means i think yeah. like it, it it's powerful right it's it's hard to argue with that um it's just like and 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 you know all due respect to the people who play the deck a good amount there have been innovations and things like that yeah. on the archetype as it's gotten older right like they're they're actually playing interaction now which is a fun new thing they're trying uh, <laughs> <laughs> um you know, you know and they're taking some of the lessons from kin and shit like that they're playing consecrated sphinx yeah. it's just like uh like don't like fuck with me i have a consecrated sphinx you know what well, i mean in, like and this is kind of what i'm getting at with that is where it feels like it can do that but i think you can even because you know, like I, I've seen lists where this, where it's just like it tries to play too many big creatures. I feel like, yeah. And I yeah. think at a point you need to just be like, okay, I think we might have overextended. And yeah. I, that's very valid. Yeah, like I think that building a compact deck that maybe doesn't pull the full amount out of Animar may yeah. feel sad. But I, this is the next classification of like decks that I look at and kind of are evaluating them and thinking about them and it's these decks where they're it's part of a it's one half of a combo that's in your command zone and i think yeah. those decks right now are incredibly well positioned a plus b yeah, baby like, a plus b like there's a reason yeah. Nigel is one of the best decks there's a reason tivit mm-hmm. is one of the best decks all of those mm-hmm. decks that just have half of your combo in the command zone and yep. can do other stuff are, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. What multi-dimensional A plus B? Yeah, I say, and I th- like, and I think that's why I like Animar is because you're in Tina, yeah. baby. Just you're you have this yeah. A plus B, and then you also have Underworld mm-hmm. Breach lines. Mm-hmm. So it feels. I mean, very, that's why I was popping up about Brago earlier. Yeah. Right, same shit. Right, it's like it's you got literally two combo pieces in in the deck that are super easy to tutor. It's why Heliod is like a digestible mono white deck, right? Like you got literal yeah. cards that are just like boop, win the game, <laughs> right? Like fuck off, like it's so good, right? Like it, it's it's one of those things that people I just think like all the time gets under underspoken about underexplored. Yeah. Um, and this is just this is other also another deck that I think um, gets to take advantage of Agatha's Soul Cauldron in a really gross way. Um, because Animar just passively gets counters. And mm. <laughs> you can also make it bigger. So like, yeah. I actually think yeah. that is something. Right. Um, yeah, there's something so, there for sure. Yeah. Like it, it's one of those things where it's like, Oh, you popped your Ranger captain. That's fun. 
thank you. Yeah. And you, oh, my Animars just just is that now. Wow, weird. Yeah. Um, man, it would yeah. suck to pop this right now. I guess I, it'll right. be fine. I only have infinite mana. Um, yeah. I think that's a thing that this deck can do, and it's in it. Sure, it can absolutely pull that up. Yeah, no, I could, I could definitely fuck around with that. I think like that's that is an underexplored angle, and obviously it's brand new brand tech, new, right? right? So who's to say what what's actually gonna like come out of that? But I, yeah, no, I, I I would not be surprised if uh, Animar has been suffering the Gitrog syndrome, right? Which is like people have been staring at the same deck so long they don't know how to build anything else. Yeah, you know? I, I I totally understand. Uh, next card we're gonna take a look at. Well, before we do that, uh, what what's your what's your rating for this? Uh, I'll I'll six Animar, right? Like okay. I don't think like I, I you know I see it at the table. I'm like, all right, it's Animar, fuck it, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not I with with some of the decks that I'm rating towards the the sevens and the eights. There, those are lists that I'm like, yeah, work on this, bring it to a thing. I'm excited to see what you bring, yeah. right? With this one, I'm like, yeah, you could probably work on it. You might figure out something new. Or it could be the same old like pile yeah. of garbage that I've been staring at for two and a half years, right? And like that's just once again, this is a personal bias because people have been trying to pitch me on Animar for a really long time, and yeah. it just it never impresses me. Yeah, I I I on the other hand, I'm going to give it an eight. Uh, I I mean, mm. I've been talking about this for a while. I really like where Tina's yeah, yeah. at right now. So it's, you have said those exact words. Yeah. Yes, that is very true. Uh, so I I've been wanting to build a Teamer deck for a little bit. Um, yep, cause yep. it's a little bit different from what I usually yeah, play, yeah. but it's not like so out there from what I usually play. Um, yeah. and I think this, like the Dargo Thrasios type decks, I think they're incredibly well positioned. Yep. And yep. I think this is a deck that gets to just take advantage of the fact that you have half of a two card combo in your command mm-hmm. zone. And I think those yeah. decks are really well positioned right now. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. Sam Black's been working on Rog Thrasios, right? So, like, there's definitely like shit in the space that is really yeah. interesting. Uh, now moving over to the next one, we've got Jaleva Nefalia's Scourge. This is also an oldie, and it's only been printed once, which is bananas to me when you think about it. Uh, this was only printed in Commander 2013. That's it. Um, oh no shit really? yeah it's only been printed one. look at this it's the only other printing of it is the oversized one that came okay, with the- I gotta say these are my favorite commanders to brew yeah right because specifically because they have the, the oversized, oversized commanders, cards yeah and it is so fucking funny to me to be able to just like oh yeah I'll cast my commander and then drop one of those and it takes up like a good majority of your board but it's like the <laughs> biggest BM in the game and it's just like oh it's so good I used to have one floating around somewhere I don't know what happened to yeah. it but I used to have an oversized one um, Godo was my drunk deck for a really long time and oh it was really God. funny to be like I'm gonna cast Godo and then just like half my board is a giant ass your hammer is like very very yeah, very yeah. small uh, yeah exactly I love that. Uh, so Jaleva Nefalia's Scourge is a 1-3 vampire wizard that costs a generic, a blue, a black, and a red that has flying. And it says, when Jaleva Nefalia's Scourge enters the battlefield, each player exiles the top X cards of his or her library, where X is the amount of mana spent to cast Jaleva. And it says the second ability is whenever Jaleva attacks, you may cast an instant sorcery card exiled with it without paying its mana. Mm-hmm. So 
uh, one of the things that it, this is kind of going back to that like classification thing is right. this is very much in the and I'm going to talk about this a little bit more with one of the other commanders we're t- talking about here is it's the very specifically four mana or three three color four mana commanders that mm-hmm. come down and do a thing and then right. also have other advantage right right and I think those are one pretty underexplored i think the way jaleva was previously built was pretty uninspired and pretty boring um yeah and also of the times right like of the times right and i I this isn't a shot at scoots this is a shot at kai this is a shot that anybody who has ever built this deck all i'm saying with this is that when you look at it now through the lenses of 2023 you look at it and you go okay well i think there were some deck building principles here that we were still kind of learning yeah. And I think Jaleva is very much a, this mm-hmm. is, you know, it's another one of those like, oh, Kitten is just stupid with this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, I guess Kitten doesn't do it because the ETB doesn't really work with uh, that. So yeah. I, I guess I, I take that back. But um, it does have like a lot of that passive value. You know, what are your thoughts on it mm-hmm. overall? Um, yeah, no, this card's cracked, I think. Yeah. Um, I, so my, my general Jaleva impressions, right? Mm -hmm. Um, it's a Dockside outlet, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, it's a weird one, but it's still a Dockside outlet, right? Uh, it exiles everyone's deck and then you go pass and you win the game. Uh, and then, so that, there's that, right? Um, there is the fact that it's Grixis right now, right? Grixis is good and like, I hate to be that guy, but Grixis is good. Out. It's it's good at doing with twos. Yeah. Um, I heard about there's actually one, apparently someone played this at Baltimore or not Baltimore, Columbus, mm-hmm. uh, at the SCG, and was playing like the old like Dream Halls shit oh, with Lord. it. And I'm like, ooh, that's pretty spicy. I don't know if it's good, but it's pretty spicy. Um but I don't know. I kind of like the idea, like, because there's the new um, Rise of the Eldrazi spell, right. uh, there's Pure into the Abyss, there's like a bunch of Enter the Infinite, you know, there's a bunch of like spells that i would categorize as silly uh but also stupid <laughs> in a good way uh like like just the insanely powerful spells right so like you can play this deck as like hashtag grixis core right right take out the adnaz because you're not suicidal uh but also like you can play like a bolus of citadel and you can play a pyramid of the abyss and guess what bolus of citadel like you're like oh no but i don't want to cast one of these 10 drop spells off my bolus of citadel. it's like if it straight up wins you the game like a pyramid of the abyss or rise of the drowsy or enter the infinite does yeah like i'll pay 12 life to cast and enter the infinite for sure yeah like, absolutely you, are you, you kidding me that i'll fucking do that right so like that's uh i, I think there's easily a deck here um yeah. and once again like not only just being like Grixis, good, powerful, fast spell, burr, 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 right? You right. play your breach, you play your rhetorical, like you do all that stuff. The heavy dockside combos on top of that is just, it's silly. I think this deck is actually like a thing. I think it's super underplayed. I think it, it attacks at a unique angle that other Grixis lists are not attacking on. I, I think it's easily like my, my only 10 of the day, probably. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's kind of the thing where we, we talk about Rog site. We, we've said it's like the best turbo ad nos commander and then we talk about um what is it dahada and how it's like a really good um dahada is a really good breach commander and this is one of the decks where i think it is closer to dahada in that like scope of things and how it 
feels to me to be much closer to a Dehada than it does to a Rogsai. And so if I were going to build it in one of those ways, I would be building it much more closer to Dehada. However, I again, like you said, I don't know that, you know, Ad Nauseum is a card that I am inclined to play in this deck. I think that there are some Grixis decks that really need to be fine with not playing Ad Nauseum. But, you know, all of that stuff kind of is a conversation all into itself. Uh, but with with Jaleva, I think it's very well positioned right now. I think that it's got some of the you know best ways of doing it. I think the only downside with Jaleva is that the you can only cast since your sorceries off the exiled part does open you up to the oh shoot, I exiled a wincon thing. And mm-hmm. that does mm-hmm. suck. Um, I think, well, part of the conversation, though, was like the redundancy of wing cons, right? We talked about dockside lines, thoracal lines, like mm-hmm. breach lines, right? So, like, I think you have to play that many if you're going to play the deck yeah. because you want to be able to, like, have that layering. Um, and I'm, that's, I mean, I'm a sucker for that type of wing con, anyways, oh, for right? Sure. So, uh, uh, yeah, I think that's just a necessary evil at that point yeah. in the list, you know? So, you give it a 10. I, 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 I give it probably, I think I give it a nine. Uh, mm. Just because I do think that uh, it's a little unintuitive to build is the oh, only for reason. sure. Yeah. And so and- like, I think building it is a harder prospect than I think a lot of people are going to think it is. And so there's a lot of things about yeah. it that is not, it, it, go, it kind of goes against the yeah. way you would think to build a deck mm-hmm. like this initially. I, yeah, I do also like the fact that um, it's, Unlike Xur, right, mm-hmm. where, like, I feel like Xur is one of those decks that, like, putting a Lightning Greaves in Xur encourages you to, like, play it, attack with it, but then usually you don't have enough mana to cast Born or mm-hmm. Shimmer Mirror or Liberator or whatever the fuck you're doing, right? Whereas with this deck, I feel like playing a Lightning Greaves in this deck to just be, like, Jaleva, Haste, Protection, Attack is, yeah. like, actually pretty good. <laughs> like, yeah. there's a chance you just straight up win from your first attack with this commander. Yeah. There's also a chance you with Horde, right? Or you hit, like, a wheel. And like that part sucks, right? But I, I don't know. I think this deck just has a lot of potential, and mm-hmm. it's just, uh, it's just, it's, it's sort of relegated to the quote boomer shit category, yeah. and it's definitely not that, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are we are we still a bad sex po- po- pushing podcast after talking about this? It, it did sound like, and I would like you to just clarify your statement because it did sound like you said a bad sex pushing podcast, which is a, a bad sex pushing. No, we're a there good go. sex you. pushing podcast. Yeah, here. We, we know how you feel. We know how to fuck, baby. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's getting clipped by somebody. <laughs> that's going to end up on somewhere. Uh, let's go to our next card. Uh, let's look at the DC yeah. Brood Tyrant. This is one of my favorite cards in Magic. Um, yeah, this it, is it, it for sure is. <laughs> Sadisi Brood Tyrant is a three-three Naga Shaman that costs a generic and black, green, blue, and it says whenever Sadisi enters the battlefield or attacks, mill three mm-hmm. cards. Whenever one or more creature cards are put into your graveyard from your library, create a two-two black zombie creature token. This is, in my opinion. So, okay, I know you're laughing, but I, I have thought about this like a lot, like when we kind of decided, I hear about it a well, lot. no, 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 it, like in the, when we said we were going to do this episode, 
And because I was, because I talked about the like deck specifications and a lot of it was built off of my like thoughts originally on this. And I kind of extrapolated that into other decks. And where I kind of look at this is I think it's very similar to Tivit. I think it's very similar to Atraxa in that it comes down, does a thing, gives you passive value, and also is a win con. Um, Hmm. And I see you looking at me weird. Mm -hmm. But like, I would not con- compare the uh, one or two zombies you get to the several draws you get from either of the commanders you have compared it to. Well, okay, yeah, it is yeah. of those three. Like, I'm not saying it is those, and it is, but it's very yeah. similar in that it is like that genre of card. Sure, um, okay. is is kind of what I mean by that, and okay. and, and so like this is one of the decks that I think is probably a, one of the better mid range commanders that you could build um, because so I, I know I've talked about this before, but this is a deck that actively wants to play Gitrog in the 99, like mm-hmm. actively because if you get a Gitrog and a Sidisi out at the same time, I don't know that you're losing that game. I have not lost many games that I had both of them out at the same time Um, because it generates a lot of value and it draws a lot of cards and it does a lot of stuff. Um, But the other thing that I think a lot of people forget about this is that this deck just kind of enables the old school like hermit druid type of deck. Mm-hmm. It enables the sort of uh like the what's what's the card the the sacrifice three creatures and um, dread, dread return. return deck like it's very much that type of you mill your library you do this thing and you have this infinite outlet in the command zone to enable that that mm-hmm. also can give you some passive value to fuel the things that you're kind of wanting to do anyway uh, right. and I think that is a good place to be in yeah. the world of commander these days mm-hmm. um look i like lightning druid as much as the next guy but like but I, 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 I don't know i don't think it's, it's that uh, though like i don't think yeah. it's that like i think it is okay. a deck that does have that in the deck but it's not dedicated sure. to that and i think it's very okay. much it, the reason i compared it to tivit and atraxa is because i think the way if I were to build this as I would build it very similarly in how it would go about its game plan and approaching the way it wins the game. Sure. And so I think okay. that like, if you were to go in and build this deck, it's not a windmill slam. My commander deck. We've talked about this with Tivit before, right? Well, where, yeah, where, this, I mean, this is not a commander. I think I would ever feel safe. Windmill slamming yeah, for sure. But I mean, it, this is something we've talked about with Tivit before on the podcast. We talked about this last week where one of the, the misconceptions about Tivit is that the best way to play Tivit and the best way to win with Tivit is to get it out as fast as possible. In in yeah. reality, it's you look for your window. And this is a deck right. that I view in my mind is it has a lot of graveyard synergy. It is a very mm-hmm. grindy deck that wants to be yeah. playing a lot of value pieces that get passive value from the graveyard. And okay. when you find your opening, you go for mm-hmm. it. And this is a displacer yeah. kitten deck. This is a, yeah. you know, it's a food chain deck. It, it right. has a lot of the same win layers that Atraxa has. 
And so okay. I think that like that's where I look at it is I, I look at it is yeah. it's very much in the same vein of your packages are similar to Atraxa. So uh-huh. like you just kind of lean your synergies a little bit differently. Sure. Sure. I can kind of I can I can get behind that. Yeah. Um, I I just think like it's a really hard comparison when you look at like these bodies that come down and like affect the board. But I I, I can very confidently argue that if CDC comes back like down, mm-hmm. I its presence will not affect ninety percent of most CDA sure. games. Like the 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 turn it comes down, I yeah. don't think it does shit. Um, I think it's like the layering of it is nice like it's really nice that your food chain feeds your dread return feeds your Mm -hmm. like like the game plan is cohesive Mm -hmm. because you don't play too many weird pieces because you're already playing the weird pieces right like it's it's kind of the idea behind it Mm -hmm. um i know it has that weird zombie card which i think is like uh the one where you like two to two zombies and like there's that whole chain with it right i know that's a a thing that people were playing with in the deck for a while is that still like i have no idea i wouldn't play that card but yeah, well, I know like that was like a big call of the deck at one point because you have to like sack two zombies and it does some weird shit. Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know. Like the deck to me has always just like j- just just underwhelmed in almost every aspect where it's just like, OK, it's not like a good fast deck because it's not playing red. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and it's not a good hermit druid deck because like the hermit druid is doing the same thing that the regular hermit druids are doing. It doesn't provide you any card advantage in the command zone uh it doesn't like really aid your game plan i, I hate casting this card, i actually right? like, think I it does aid your does have a lot of card advantage but the reason sure. why i i think you need to so when i have built this deck i've effectively built it as uh, a dredge deck effectively and okay. that has been a very like effective game plan I found with this. Sure. So your your build is like significantly different. Very than different than what most people yeah, play. Yeah. yeah. And I see. In, okay. in the way, like I, fuck, I'm gonna have to build this deck. But uh I think this, you are. Yeah. This is <laughs> this is yeah. one of the things where when I used to play it, like this was back in the days right. of Flash Hulk though. But okay. like the way I built it was you have your layering with, you know, the obvious lines with food chain and all of those things. But like modern food chain, even then Mm -hmm. I was very light into the food chain pieces and it was much more of a general, like even the, even the, uh, flash Hulk pieces were super limited where depending upon the situation, there were times where I have fetched with, uh, I've done this in one games with it and it was amazing mm-hmm. where uh, off of a Hulk uh, flash Hulk, I got a uh, putrid imp in Gitrog monster and was just like, Hey, here's my Dakmore salvage. Do I win? And like, it just like you get to do all of those things with the access to blue, you get better cards. Mm-hmm. You also are just kind of in really good colors so that if somebody decides they're going to play grave hate, Hey, that's not a big deal. I'll just deal with it. Because you're in the yeah. best colors to deal with those things. Yeah, you get a rough decay, right? Like yeah. you're, you're fine. <laughs> um, and so this is why I like this. I think it's also a very good Snapcaster deck, uh, but because mm. it's very much a deck where, again, it's playing out of its graveyard. And so it's yeah. one of those things where I think this needs to be one where I need to see it yeah. to believe it. I, I get it. Like, yeah. I, I just I've been a big believer in it. I don't love Soul Tie mm-hmm. overall, generally mm-hmm. speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. but I do like if i was gonna because if i'm 
the way I look at it is if I'm going to play Soul Tie, I need to, it needs to have a draw. What does Soul Tie do right. differently than everybody else? And I think honestly is it's the interactions with your graveyard. And that's why when I have yeah, it, that's for sure. when I have gone through the dredge lines of this deck of playing it more mm-hmm. like a dredge deck right before I I play it like, like I think that like no no offense to, to the the DDB list uh, but yeah. like I, I think the doomsday lions are not what this deck wants to be doing. I think sure, that those sorts of things are trying to push this into a mold of other decks. Whereas yeah. you need to really find okay, what are the things that work really well with this? And again, mm-hmm. I think dredge is extraordinarily underexplored in the format to begin right. with. Um, yeah, because it's extraordinarily strong. And yeah. like if you find some good dredge shit to fuck with, I'm I'm absolutely there with I, you. Dredge like, is one of my favorite dredge. things in the format. And so yeah. it's it's always one of those archetypes that like as soon as I get into a format where dredge mm-hmm. is a good deck, it then gets like banned out of the format. Yep. And I'm like, <laughs> Every time I built dredge, it immediately gets yeah. banned. I'm like, all right, well, that was You may you have many stupid fucking prize amalgams I have in my collection that just yep. sit there just being like, mm, you wish you could play me, don't you, Ian? Yeah. <laughs> I I understand. So I, I give Sidisi a very solid seven. Again, yeah. I don't think it's very much like an Animar to me. It's very much, mm-hmm. you know, in that realm where I think it is good. I think it has a lot of potential. I don't like I like I'm not gonna say it's like even remotely close to as good as Tivit or Attracts or any of that stuff. Yeah. But I think it plays very similarly to that. And if I were to build it, which it sounds like I am, uh, is yeah. it's gonna be on that type of blame. If that makes sense. Yeah. Makes uh, sense. Uh, I think by my own definition earlier mm-hmm. today, I have to legally give this a five <laughs> uh, because it's exactly my definition of uh, I look at the table and go, oh, yeah, I guess you're playing that, huh? Yeah. And then I move on. Yeah. <laughs> right. And like and, and don't expect it to do well. Yeah. Uh, but please, I would love to be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> it's one of my favorite commanders. I've loved this card for years. Um. I you talk about it a lot for someone who I've never seen play it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, the last time I played it was probably in like 2019. So right, so put your fucking money where your mouth is, yeah. Callahan. <laughs> I mean, I did with Tivitz. Maybe I'll do it with with this. I know, too, do so. it. That's what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> all right, next next card is Gave Guru Guru Guru. Guru of course. The, the the not hard word is the one that you got really stuck on. Gave is easy. <laughs> Got gay yeah. or gave. I think it's Gave. Uh, like, I, I think it's, the worst part is I think it's called Gave, which is like, I just, I hate that. I've heard recently some people were like, yeah, no, unfortunately, phonetically, it's Gave. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm not playing Dave. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey guys, just, I'm Dave. I'm the guru of sports. Sounds like the leader so, of a hate group. Like, <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, damn. <laughs> Where's the lie? Yeah, unfortunately. Um, So if you're unfamiliar with Gave, it is Guru of Spores. Uh, It costs two generic, a black, green, and white. It is a zero, zero fungus shaman that says when it enters the battlefield, or it enters the battlefield with five plus one, plus one counters on it. It's two different activated abilities where you pay one generic, remove a plus one, plus one counter from it, and you create a one, one green sapperling creature token. And the second ability is you pay one generic, sacrifice a creature, put a plus one, plus, blah, 
plus one plus <laughs> one counter on target mm-hmm. creature. I Guy. can do the word mouth thing. Um. So anyway, this is a deck that really old school CEDH deck. Like oh boy, old school CEDH deck. I, I, this was, this is one of those decks that is so old school that it was considered unplayable. And I had to play against it during when Conquest was a thing <laughs> because all of the CDH boomers were like, I can play my decks again in Conquest. And I was like, okay, cool. I didn't, okay, I wasn't lurker. excited to play against it. <laughs> yeah, it was Lurker. For sure. Uh, <laughs> It wasn't fun to play against in Conquest, and I don't think it got better in CEDH, and it's a much higher ceiling for the format right now. Yeah. Um, it's it's one of those old commanders. It combos with, like, a, a wet paper towel, right? But, like, <laughs> it... <laughs> it's, it's just... I'm, like, literally going on EDH track right now to look at how many things you just, like, sneeze, and you're like, oops, a combo. Sorry, everybody. Like... <laughs> I mean, it's a lot like Tyam in that regard, right? Like, I mean, yeah, uh, I do. I feel like you've just offended a lot of Tyam players, but I, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Tuka, but facts are the facts, yeah. man. Like, whoa, 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 yeah. Pixel Two. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, uh, it, it really. I mean, it, it, they feel like they're very similar decks, right? Like, and you know, the, the most frustrating part about Gabe is that I'm looking at all these fucking combos here, right? Mm-hmm. And like. Each and every single one of the starting combos is like Ashnod's altar, and that sucks so bad for a deck that is supposed to, uh, for a deck that is supposed to be like in Abzan, which yeah. is very anti-artifact colors. Right now, you have all these combos that are just like, Mm-mm, like no, thank you, sorry, uh, and it's all just like Ashnod's altar, Cryptic Child of Bite, yep. plus thing that adds another counter. It's it's super once again super super easy to stumble into a combo, but with all like you know how people complain that Protean Hulk requires you to play a bunch of bad cards mm-hmm. to win the game really easily. Uh, this is like that, but just like so much worse. <laughs> just I mean, so, just so much, so much worse. I, I, but on the other hand, you have a sack outlet for Protean Hulk in the command zone, so that's where the big brains come in. <laughs> Guys, Protean Hulk is dead. Please stop trying to. No, don't say that. It top sixteen last weekend. I don't want to hear it. I know it did, but that doesn't mean it's Cal, bad. No, this is this is I. It's it's you know that's my boomer tech. I'm gonna stick with my. I feel like I look it. like a really like a dad that's giving like bad news. <laughs> yeah, right you really now. do. You have you have very very much that energy. It's <laughs> dead, like guys. yeah, it passed away. Oh. Listen, if I have to listen to you here talk about Sedicia, then you're gonna listen to me talk about Protean Hulk. God damn it! <laughs> no, I mean like I I I, I get it. I it's just like man, reanimating Protean Hulk. It's just it's just like so much fucking work, and it's just like oh like, well, that's that's the other thing is like I I think that line is the worst. I yeah. think Rector lines are the best way to play. Oh, hundred percent by far. Yeah, yeah. But I mean like I, like, I, I also just think if somebody's played a lot of the Rector stuff, is it's just like oh, I, I, know. I could be doing this, but. I can also just do this thing that has Wincon in the command zone too. Uh, yeah, is kind of that is that is the issue. That's yep. kind of how I always feel about it. Um, is yep. I could fill my deck with all these pieces that do the thing, but I could yeah. also just you know win. Uh, yeah, I know it sucks because we literally got our like most efficient protein Hulk pile ever, and no one's playing it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah, it's it's crazy. Is it is know. it as efficient though as like Breakfast Hulk though? Like. I, I, yeah, you don't need to resolve a dread return out of the graveyard. No, you, oh no, I'm not thinking about that. 
That's uh, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about yeah. That's 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 historical breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. You're like right. that. That, that is the, the. I mean, that's what got Flash banned, right? Like it's no. I yeah I, yeah. Historical is really good. Huh? Uh, turns out, um, yeah. I'm gonna give this uh, a big old fat two. Yeah, I'm, I'm rocking. You know what? Actually, I'm 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 gonna give it a one just because uh, I I would be at the point where I go really like really you know I, this is this is my disappointed dad deck is if you show up i'm just like yeah, really I get what you're trying guys to I, I know dave is dead yeah. he, he's know. not here anymore <laughs> guys gabe's been dead for a long time it's time for us to move yeah. on <laughs> listen i i know it's hard but the grieving process is tough I understand. yeah the grief- <laughs> right 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 i'm really uh, good no, at, like, with I, the, I, the eyes are what does it in my opinion the yeah, eyes I, 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 I would give it like honestly like a three right because yeah. like there's a world where like you could play your protein all, or not protein i'm um, um you could play your like rule of law mm-hmm. pieces and stuff like that and like you could make this a tempo combo deck yeah but like boy is that easy to disrupt huh sounds awful uh yeah, it does. Really. sounds terrible honestly uh let's yeah. look at a deck that i don't think is terrible uh love that let's look at yenit cryptic sovereign which this deck (laughs) this deck it's 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 my it's the bane of my existence man i it's so good but it's so bad yeah it's like the best bad deck in existence it is i it's so insanely powerful when you get it to work it's it's one of those Um, uh, so so let me before we get too deep into this uh, Yenik yeah. Cryptic Sovereign is a 3-5 Sphinx that costs two generic and Esper uh, that has flying vigilance and menace. Yeah. Vigilance. Don't mind the menace part of that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And whenever it attacks, reveal the top card of your library, you may cast it without paying its mana cost if its mana value is odd. If you don't cast it, draw a card. So... So this is this this deck has the Tivit problem, yep. right? Where um, you know, I've I tried to build it as a faster Yenit deck mm-hmm. and it just didn't do shit. Yep. Um so you gotta build it slow. Um and then when you build it slower, people get a little, a little, little sus. by it. A little sus of it. They they're not likely to let you just play Yenit and and just pass the turn. They're not gonna um, let you play Yenit you know, and then Mystical Tutor. Everybody's yeah. gonna Yeah. Everybody's yeah. gonna side on you really hard. Um it's it's so good though because like as soon as you get a vampiric tutor like you could put a to the abyss on top of your library right you could do you that could, or, or you could you put, could put emrakul the problem the promise that on top of your library and then you could win with their deck you could also so the other thing that's really good with this is you yeah, can also yeah. put rise of the Eldrazi's on top of your deck now too oh is that is that that's a, that's, odd? that's odd baby oh that's, that's nine that's and four odd. generic or, or it it's really? nine. I, I want to say yes. I, I, I thought it was 12. Meta. I think it's 13. Um, uh, but let me rise. Now we gotta look it up. Now we gotta look it up. Oh, you're right. It cost 12. Never mind. Damn, Callahan, do you know how fucking excited I was? I was ago? all, I, you know? I, I was hard. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I was very ready to throw that into a deck but uh okay alas. okay but here's here's the here's the real tech yeah. okay okay right? i'm ready for ready? it okay so uh so say you're in a pod right you're playing a blue farm okay right you have yenit on the battlefield and you have a wish claw mm-hmm. you play your wish claw talisman right you activate wish claw pass it to your opponent right you pass it to the blue farm player mm-hmm. every time every time you do it 
and then anyone who plays breach honestly you're fine um and then you go get a vamp tutor and you're like why, why would i tutor for a tutor shut up <laughs> then you go to combat you cast that vamp tutor you put the emrakul on top of your library right now now here's the big brain shit right boom emrakul cast it off the top of your library you go hey blue farm player with that wishclaw talisman now I have your turn. And they're like, what? why would you go through all of this? You untap, you activate that wish call, you combo with their underworld breach, you mill out their library and the other two players, and then you go, okay, now we're going to pass to your turns. The, the, the unfortunate thing is, is that this sounds like a meme, but it works. Like, yeah. it fucking works. Like, It's like, so, so the way you build the deck, and this is the way like, I, I haven't built it, I should build it, it, uh, it feels like a very you right? deck. It's very me. Yeah, it's 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 literally bad tivit, right? In in a lot of ways, right? Because you need to attack with it. But if you attack with it, you probably win the game. Is is kind of the yeah. idea? Um, because you're hopefully sandbagging your top deck tutors. But you know, you play your smothering ties. You play your one ring. You play Talion. You play Aristic. You play Mystic. You play Esper. You play Opposition Agent. You play whatever things you need to play to get you to the point where you can comfortably play your commander and go to combat, yeah. right? Uh, another deck where, you know, play old-fashioned Boomer-ass Lightning Greaves and you're fine, right? Um, and Boomer you have, like, Greaves. one tutor target per thing, yeah. right? Like, so you have your your enchantment being probably, uh, what's the stupid one that, like, lets you cast stuff when they cast things? No, it's even. Um, uh-huh. there's one that allows you to whenever your opponents cast a spell you can cast the top deck of their library for free that's the one that I like to go with in this deck I've built this deck before it's literally sitting in my mox field um, bring yeah, it me, up bitch look it up. yeah I know I know and it's just I, I built it before Okay. and I've built it okay right like I, I, I definitely want to work on it more right um, what's the Mind's Dilation. Oh, yeah, classic. Okay. Casual stable. Whenever an opponent casts their first spell each turn, that player exiles the top part of the library. If it's non land, you can cast it without paying its mana cost, right? So now suddenly every single time, it's, it's your, your, you know, your lurking predators from their deck, right? Oh my God. So that's the enchantment one. Uh, for instance, the sorceries, you put like Peer into the Abyss on yeah. top of your library. For creatures, you put Emrakul. Uh, and then occasionally, you know, you throw in some value cards, right? Like maybe put like a Nezahal on top of your deck or whatever. Yeah. Um, or, or yeah, oh, oh, how could I forget Portal to Phyrexia, the card we've been talking about all day today. Um, and you That's have like good. those targets, and the rest of it is just like Esper good bullshit, and you just you just win. You just you you attack with Yenit, and you. The win thing the game. that's unfortunate and, is that every time yeah. I've seen this deck get played, is it yeah. wins yeah. a lot of fucking games. It kind of feels like it shouldn't ever. But uh-huh. the unfortunate thing is, is that yeah. it like like we said at the top of this is it's the best bad deck ever because it it <laughs> yeah. just it it went like it's I I know it's not on EDH top sixteen so people are gonna be like how do you know its conversion rate is very good because I've played against this yeah. goddamn deck guys it wins yeah, yeah. so many fucking games. So it has all of the top deck bullshit that it's doing already, right? So it's mm-hmm. already doing that mm-hmm. stuff, which can also just pay its Christian mana cost for if it really wants to. Um, yeah. It, but it also is just a blue-black deck that also just has Thoracle on it. And I mm-hmm. think what it does better than anything else, and I actually think it does this a little bit better than Tivit, is it's mm-hmm. really swingy. 
because it yeah. plays those big cards in it. And because yep. of that, I actually yep. think that's what makes it so good. Because that's a pretty decent Doomsday deck, too. Yeah. I mean, you could play Hallbreacher or Hallbreaker, Hallbreaker, yeah. Hallbreaker Horror in this. Hallbreaker. Um, like, I, mean, I would not play Hallbreaker just because you don't have an outlet. But yeah. yeah, like, but I mean, it's one of those. I mean, you could if you're wanting to play it like as a control piece or something, like as one of your overflow oh, pieces sure. or yeah, something. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, this is kind of, I actually think Neza Hall is probably better. But uh, yeah. it, it's one of those things where what I love about this is that I actually think what makes it good and what makes it really viable in my opinion is the fact that yeah. it is so swingy and i think that it's so what? it's so swingy uh, yeah yeah is that because i think what's gonna what my experience has been because it's so swingy people yep. don't give it, it much respect uh and so yeah people will be like oh it's just it's, you're just swinging or whatever and you might not even tutor off of this and your top deck can be uh yep fucking nuts well, that's the other thing is like when it's when it's bad it is bad yeah right like you you yeah. do in different scenarios where you're like okay well i can't actually cast anything blah 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 blah. right and in those scenarios it, it does uh suck yeah. right because like and yeah. there are sometimes where you just thrasios draw right yep. you reveal your even mana cost card and then you like, cool draw a card, this right? is a deal yeah. three damage draw a card yeah yeah yep. 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 only so many um, that being shooters. said <laughs> yeah uh it's it's decent and i think it it oh yeah scheming symmetry also another funny card in this deck oh my gosh yeah. uh, uh also that's oh that's the other combo with the deck right is that you in, in with wish claw talisman right is like it's the same thing where you scheming symmetry you put your emerical on top you go to combat you attack cast emerical for free and then you take over the turn of the person who casts the scheming symmetry targeting <laughs> it's so stupid <laughs> Build the stack, guys. I'm giving it a solid yeah. seven. Yeah, I'm I'm throwing this up at like a nine because now I'm really excited to build this. Yeah. If I'm being honest, <laughs> I I I I hope you do because I really want yeah. you to play this at a tournament, and I really want you to make people hate their lives because of this card. Yeah, like yeah. Qu- question sort of question the reality, reality. Live in for sure. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean that's what people did with Tivit, right? When you first started doing things with Tivit, yeah. people are like, what the fuck? And you're just kind of like, I mean, mm-hmm. those are the thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Turns out mana costs, uh these big mana cost commanders are a lot better than a lot of people are giving them credit for being. Yeah. Um it's actually cheaper than Tivit. Five mana. It's basically better to you can you uh, legitimately though you I'm not saying it's better to it. What I am saying is there are a lot <laughs> of times on turn one I'm like, well, I got five mana, uh, but can't cast my tivet because like I yeah. I'm just like the one mana short, uh, yep, and yep. I'm like, all right, well, turn two. This is a deck where I mean I've played a lot of Esper. You can very easily turn one this card like very easily. I don't think it's that hard. Um, so let's go ahead. Let's look at Jesus Christ. I'm hitting all the wrong buttons. Next card. Uh, Narset, Enlightened Master. If you don't know this card, where the fuck you been, pal? Um, it's three generic and a Jeskai human monk. That's a three, two with first strike and hexproof. That says whenever Narset, Enlightened Master attacks, exile the first top four cards of your life. The, the top four cards of your library. Until end of turn, you may cast non-creature spells from among those cards without paying their mana cost. 
We've talked about this on the show was, before, and I know you love this. Yeah, I was literally going to play it this weekend, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, the only reason I'm not is because uh, it's it's a tournament where you can't do paper proxies, and I don't have enough time to get all the pieces. And also, yep. Lou is using some of the cards that I would need for this deck. That's fair. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's fair. Uh, yeah, no, I was literally going to play it this weekend. I love Narset. I love Beep Beep Narset. Uh, it's very much a deck where it's, it's like CEDH's most famous underrated, overrated deck. Yeah. Uh, where it has such a historical hatred against it. Um, I, I lost to it at Punt City 2. Uh, they had, to be fair, a turn one Narset, right? Yeah. Which was insane. Uh, and, you know, that's that's crazy, right? But, like, I don't know. It's one of those decks where it's like, if people are not packing the right answers, you will lose to it. Uh, it's also one of those decks that's like, okay, well, like, yeah, you don't win on this first time because we counted your extra turn spell. And it's like, okay, great. Untap, attack again. And they're like, oh, right, it still has Hexproof. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it, the deck is very, very fun, honestly. Like, that's that's a big part of it for me. It's a fun deck. It's crazy. It's swingy. I don't think it's going to break the format. It's just that that sweet Jess guy goodness of just absolute clown town nonsense. Yeah. It probably, realistically, probably feeds the Rhystic Study and loses. Right, but like you get to enjoy the ride all the way down. You know what I'm saying? Like that's <laughs> for me, this is exactly my kind of bullshit, right? Like this is this is my kind of stupid magic. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I liked I mean, I guess it's basically just I really hate that when I think about it, it's just Jeskai Tiva, isn't it? Um because that's I I'm really squinting at that one. Well, because it wins with turn, like taking infinite turns. Uh-huh. And so does Tivit. And because my original statement I was going to make was, I really hate turn stacks. But then I realized mm-hmm. I'm actively playing a turn stack. A turn stack. So yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. I don't. Maybe I just really like Tivit. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I love a good extra turns deck. Like I've played Paco and Hall, then I played yeah. this. Like it's it's one of my all my early decks were like bad extra turns decks. Like it's uh, so good. Oh, so Lou is playing Paco Haldo this weekend. Good, good, good to know. Um, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what what's the number you're giving this one? Ah, uh, you know, solid solid six, right? Yep. Like I don't think anyone's breaking the format with it. I'd be excited to sit against the table with it, but like. Uh, you know, definitely has its flaws. Yep. I feel like it's one of those decks that people forget about. They lose to it, and then they're like, "Man, I never want to lose that again." You're like, "Yeah, but don't." I'm, like, I don't interrupt me. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a five because it's very yeah. much one of those commanders where I sit down at the table. I'm like, "Yep, that's gonna do a thing." And yep. other than that, uh, I will just find my Draneth and sit there very comfortably um yep. because i will be i know that they will just sit there and go well shoot <laughs> no don't, don't give them the anti-narset deck. oh yeah the anti-narset <laughs> tech the real hot anti-narset tech of dranith magistrate they never see it Some coming industry secrets nobody wants you to know <laughs> man everyone's gonna start teching dranith for that reason and that reason alone and people are really going to start playing man when people find out that Dranith stops people from playing their commanders it's gonna be yeah, in every day it's gonna the game's gonna change it's, it's you know? so wild uh next commander i really uh very excited to like have uh this episode come out and then people like think that these are decks we are going to actively play at tournaments and then like tech against the garbage piles that we're oh, talking so about, about uh, and then we'll be like no cal's gonna play tivit though yeah i'm just gonna play tivit <laughs> Uh, and I'm probably going to play one of these bad decks, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, 
I here's here's the thing that I don't think a lot of people realize about me is yeah. I don't play a lot of decks. I play one or two decks and get really good at those two decks. Like yeah. that's I got really good at playing Arden. I got really good at playing Timothrasios. I got really good at playing Nigila for a while. And I missed your Turbo Arden deck. That was that was my the one that I liked. And oh, the Arden, the, the Arden Vile deck. That one, yeah, that one needs that. more time spent on it, honestly, mm-hmm. because I actually do think there is something there. Um, it's yeah, just crazy. I love it. It's just a archetype that I don't love because Turbo yeah. isn't really my play style. Um, yeah, like if I'm not taking 45 minutes to begin my game plan, I don't know what you yeah. want from me. Um, if I can't just sit there and go land pass, then what am I really doing? Um, yeah. Next card we're looking at. This just top 16 I don't know why, it but it did. Frosh, <laughs> Sky Raider of Kerr. It's yeah, the deck was cool. Like yeah, congrats to Zuko for bringing it back. Still to life, pretty but. sure that if it was Corval, it'd be better. Um, <laughs> I love that. I love that Tuka's new thing is just taking three color decks that no one respects and doing well with them yeah <laughs> like, the thing is, is like, tyam no, no, is actually good i am too much nowadays and i'm gonna move on to fucking parash <laughs> yeah like i don't yeah. know that parash is it uh for those who are unfamiliar with the food chain og it costs three generic and a black red and green it has yep. flying and whenever you cast prosh create x Zero one red kobold tokens named kobolds of care keep, where X is the number of mana spent to cast prosh. Uh, and yeah. then it has another ability where sacrifice another creature, prosh gets plus one plus O until end of turn. This is the original food chain commander, if I am correct. Oh, yeah, like, this is the, the mm-hmm. original food chain commander, and yep. Tuka's doing a thing with it. I'm still pretty sure that Tuka's deck. I could take Prosh out and put in Corvold and it would automatically just be better. Uh, but uh, I don't know about that, but I, I, I get what you're saying. I, it's well, first of all, they, they, they do in different things in the food chain combo, right? So like yes. Prosh plus food chain wins the game, yes. right? As opposed to Corvold where you need food chain plus squee right. infinite, then play. Food right. 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 Corvold, right. right? Um, it does. It does feed itself, which is very nice. Um, yes. The only thing i don't love about it is that i mean i don't love everything about it honestly i i really dislike brosh um yeah i I think it's bad i think it's really bad tuka congrats with doing well with the deck like i solid impression with the deck but i i every time i look at brosh uh i'm just kind of like you could do that or you could play corvold or you could play targo (laughs) ikra or you could play here's a bunch of like like Jund has so many good options right now mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. do this that I look at it and I go I don't know why I would do this like I I could do this or I could play if I really wanted to do this type of Jund partner thing or Jund like food chain right. thing I could also just do Nadir and Tana yeah. and it would be a little bit better like I I just I don't see the need to play Prosh ever. I don't like it, it, the, the the in in and where I see this is different from something like Sidisi is Sidisi has a very like unique ability, right? Like 
that does a thing. Prosh, I can immediately tell you some things that already do what it like does similar things to what it does in those same colors. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's my biggest yeah. issue with Prosh. Yeah, that's fair. What what are your thoughts? I I don't know. Prosh is like I like the idea that you can go food chain commander win, mm-hmm. right? Like that is well, okay. Technically food chain commander plus out yeah. win, right? Um so uh, it is nice that like if you play like a Perforos or some shit like that, right? Like and and I'm over here looking up uh this tournament so I can like take a look at the list itself mm-hmm. cuz I don't want to be just firing off the hip without context, right? Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, Tuka win. I'm two. Uh, I think they got their two wins and then drew into the top yeah. sixteen, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then the deck is the, so the idea is like you get it, you get your thing down that says like, oh, whenever you sacrifice a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Then you you ping for damage, right? So then whatever excess creatures are left over, you you get one of those effects out, right. and then you just go like sack sack sack, you die now, right? And like that's clean, it's easy, wins the game, yep. right? Um, and there are definitely a lot of different outlets in this list that as as I'm looking through here that allow you to like make that conversion, mm-hmm. right? Um, that like turn that excess into just j- winning. I right? mean, pitiless plunder uh, is a really good way of converting those things into real treasure real like actual mana that you can do things with yeah yeah ruthless technomancer i think does something similar so there's like a lot of different ways that you can make that conversion right um and uh it's interesting like don't get me wrong it is a very interesting commander it's a very interesting strategy um i think just in in general uh, it's it has the one sort of clean kill and everything else is like yeah sure all right sure like you know it's a lot of like weird things of the past you can like sneak a win in with this thing right, right? and once again like having a one card win con is real right, right? talked about that multiple times this episode um i just don't know how much it has like moving forward you know i think i i like the Falaji wayfair want like card i think that's neat in this but i i really honest to goodness I think if yep. you made this an Adir Tana, it would be a little bit better. Yeah, I guess. Um, what is what is Tana really add? Uh, I mean, like just the passive like uh, gain that you get of gaining more yeah. of the like you basically get more fodder for it. So you just have like a second yeah. uh, way of generating it that is, you know, obviously it doesn't do the thing mm-hmm. like off cast but it yeah. generates more bodies i still think so yeah i still think the rassios nadir is one of the the most under yes 100 explored partner combinations period, and, like, right? and, like and that's that. also the other thing too where is if i like honestly if i were going to play prosh i probably would just play thrasios if i'm being completely mm-hmm. honest i think that would is mm-hmm. probably a better place to be because you've got the Thrasios advantage engine that you can fall yep. back into just play a training grounds, play a Thrasios, do the, you do the play stuff. Yeah, yeah. Too, and you, right? So you have yeah. a great grind uh, engine mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. And like outside of that, like, I mean, if I took out Ragavan, Dockside, Dualcaster and those sorts of things and yeah. put in blue cards, I don't know yeah. that this gets significantly worse. And yeah. that is, I think it probably gets a little bit better if I'm being honest. Uh, yeah. 
that's kind of my personal opinion on it. The, the outlets are nice in in red, yeah. right? Like you have your goblin bar and shit like that. But like, yeah, for sure, it definitely. Is but like, I also uh, think like you get to yeah. take advantage of Gaia's Cradle way better mm-hmm. in that in yeah, that, oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. that deck than you do in this. Like Gaia's mm-hmm. Cradle's fine here, but you aren't yeah. getting full. Like you aren't getting the full yeah. retail value out of it. You know what I mean? One of, one of my favorite payoffs in that archetype is uh, is the fact that you get um, what do you get? It's a uh, uh, Razagath mm-hmm. just becomes a win con, yeah. too, right? Because you could just cast it out of your hand and sack all the extra dudes, <laughs> like silly shit like that, right? It's it's weird. Yeah. the The Endric Sar stuff is interesting. The thermopod. That was one I was looking at, and I was like, "What am I yeah, looking at?" It's here, interesting. Right? Like, that was a weird um, one. Yeah. Yogmoth in this is hot. Uh, I yeah. I love a good Yogmoth. Uh, I love a good Yogmoth. One of one yeah, of my yeah. favorite value pieces to play. Um, yeah, and so like I think this shell, like to Tuka's credit, I think they found a very like effective shell. Interesting shell, yeah, um, and effective for what it's trying to I do. I think sure. the commander's wrong is the issue is the thing i i think yeah. i would much rather be playing thrasius nadir or even thrasius yeah, Tana, yeah, or thrasius Tana, uh nadir tana before i would play prosh I, I just i think nadir is a better outlet yeah. than Pro- it's easier to cast it's easier to get to uh mm-hmm. you also don't need to play balaji wayfair because you don't yeah. need to worry about getting your colors nearly as much because you just have to get right. black uh right. and i think that is a huge bonus that a yeah. lot of decks don't get to play. I also love the inclusion of Veteran Explorer. This card, I actually think, is oh, that's actually extremely good. Yeah, because nobody's playing basics. Yeah, I didn't think about that part of it. I was just like, oh yeah, sure, Veteran Explorer, and I was like, oh wait, no one plays basics yeah. right now. Like nobody plays mm. basics, so you're just getting free value. Yeah, that's just a free. It. That's that's a mana crypt. No big yeah. deal. It's or I guess it's all yeah, ring, right? Super solid. And I guess when you're and when you're in a Lotus Cobra deck, you're getting a lot of value off of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the, the I, I would give Prosh. I'll give it a, a, a. You know what? I'll give Tuka's deck. A nine. I think it, okay. the, the deck is like good. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll give the commander a four. This is, this is turning more into, you know, like, a hey, Tuka, good job. Good and job, Tuka. <laughs> Yeah, good job. You, <laughs> you came up with something, and this is where I, I will say, like, I think they came up with like a novel, interesting build. I yeah. just think the commander could be a different commander, and it would be better. Uh, and yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Uh, I, I will say, I I do now want to explore Nadir more. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's the thing with with Prosh, right? Is you every time I've ever explored Prosh to any degree. I always end up coming back yeah. to Nadir because I'm like, well, this is just easier and I get a better value engine and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so right. that's kind of where I land on that. I give it a four. What do you what do you think? Huh? Yeah. Um, I got to give it like. Yeah, I, I mean, like two, it's solid two to nine yep. with everyone else being like, uh, I don't know, like it's. I'll give it a five. That's another one where it's like, yeah, all right, you're at the table. Sure. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, at the table. That's all I got for yeah. him. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, next card is, uh, hey, do you remember Melt Banana? Do you remember that deck? Um, I just feel like it's very inappropriate for you to ask me this question. Right now. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Yidris is Maelstrom Wielder. Uh, it is a blue, black, red, and green ogre wizard. That is a 5-4 with trample that says whenever Yidris deals combat damage to a player, as you cast spells from your hand this turn, they gain Cascade. Uh, this is my baby. This card's I so good. This, this card's so cool. I love this card. Um, I, this is one of my favorite decks. Yeah. Period. That I, once again, I pick it up. I have, swear to God, I have every version of this art. I have the giant Yidris. I have an altar of Yidris. I, have, I, I, have, I don't I'm, know if you can see it, uh, but I have Yidris, right? Yeah. The, a Japanese. That's Remember the story I've told you about the yeah. 2016? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the original one that I bought from those, Hell those yeah. right there, the Japanese one. Yeah, Yiddy Diddy. I just like, it's, it's one of those commanders. Uh, I played it a lot during season one of the MLC, yep. and it was also like... Um, it was actually really funny. It was around the tier one con time because, um, oh my God, what's his name? One of, one of the lovely, lovely gentlemen who used to work on tier one mm-hmm. con, um, was also a, like a big Yidris stand, mm-hmm. right? So like we, whenever, like we, we would bond over the, our love for this deck. Um, it's a weird one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, cause what ends up happening is like, if you commit too much to the Nas plan, your Yidris plan becomes worse, yep. right? And if you commit too much to the Yidris plan, your deck is unplayable without your commander, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, and so that's kind of the weird, like, middle ground. Um, Weirdly, I actually, think, really hard to- I actually think it's gotten a little bit better with Beseech the Mirror because now you have Bring Delight and Beseech that you can go get stuff with uh, that both yeah, yeah, cast yeah, things, yeah. Uh, which is really good. Uh, yeah, that part's hot. Um, it's it's also weird because like you, getting out an early Idris is really fucking hard. <laughs> like, that is for color pips all of different colors mm-hmm. right so you're sort of encouraged to play like mana dorks right but you are a fast mm-hmm. deck so you don't want to ever play a mana dork and you don't want to cascade into a fucking mana yeah. dork uh and that, that's just it's the pits it's the absolute worst um mark anthony was actually playing uh those the, the head of monarch uh one of his like only cedh decks that he actually plays is like this really spicy it's like he's he's called it maybe high power maybe cedh address deck mm-hmm. where like he only plays like free interaction because all of it's like force of will at five force of negation at three mm. mind break trap at four. Right. And then the rest of the, like everything under two is just like pure gasoline for the fire. Yeah. Right. Uh, which I think is really fun and very, very underexplored. Yeah. Um, that's another one where I've been like, Oh, that's a great idea. All right. I have seven other projects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's spicy. It's cool. Uh, I I love. It. I'm just such a fucking sucker for Yidris. It's such a cool commander. It does such a unique thing. It attacks the format at such a weird angle. Yeah. Um, it's like one of the best uh, green decks in the format as far as like speed is concerned. Yep. Like I like it. Um, you know, it's it's a different thing from like Icrochrom too, right? Like Icrom is supposed to be like your your advantage engine, and then you pivot into sort of the Nas wins, yeah. whereas Yidris is like your main game plan and then you can fall back on just playing Storm. Um, it this also is, is one it, of the best. This decks. is what I think is interesting about this is because I think when for yeah. when a lot of people pick up Icrom, they make that mistake of it. This is the same thing with Timlicrom where they look at it and they're like, oh, this is a uh, Storm deck and it's it's not. Right, right. The Storm deck in these yeah. colors is Yidris. And I think it's, I could almost make the same argument for the Timnacrom colors where I actually think the storm yeah. commander in those colors is like Brea. Like I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know that Timnacrom is those. And so I actually really yeah. think that cause this prov- like pushes you, like gives you such a good 
storm enabler. Mm-hmm. Like it's absolutely insane. Yeah. Like I, I I've seen oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen Phoenix. So I mean, Phoenix is legendary for keeping the no land hands right and and getting yeah, away yeah. with it. Uh, I've he's won games where for four turns with the address he had no lands. Hell yeah! Like it, it was just absolutely Bye-bye. wild. Bye-bye. But he was just running, yeah. running the game, and yeah. uh, like it's one of those things where sure you might not win immediately, but mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's so good at what it does that yeah. I actually think. I'm going to give this a 10 personally mm, because okay. I think that if people were to put their thinking caps on and put, you know, turn mm-hmm. their listening ears on and turn their thinking <laughs> brains on yeah. that they yeah. would realize, Oh, this does a lot more of the storm stuff that I want to be doing than yeah. the other storm decks that I'm playing. I also think it's kind of funny that we were talking about high tide earlier and this is like, those that's just like a, a, a combination that hasn't been messed around with yeah. a lot, but like I could easily see playing like all of the blue duels, right? Yeah, only playing the and blue duels and playing like, high tide in this, right. and then just like clowning on exactly. people. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you, you you feed a carpet of flowers, and on the other hand, you're trying to win turn three, anyways. Right? People are already cutting um, carpet, so it's like, okay, yeah, right. So it's like, I, I do like the 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 juxtaposition of this deck is really clear in the fact that, like, you know, the the triple. Or the quadruple, sorry, pip cost mm-hmm. is real, right? So, like, Dockside's the best card yep. in the deck by far because it gets your commander down early, yep. right? Um, so, if you're going to build this deck, if you're going to mess around with these numbers, if you're going to, you know, try and make it a thing, really keep that part in yeah. mind because it is very real, right? Like, it's a very real thing you have to deal with with this commander. Yeah. But, I mean, to, to also point this out, you know, Atraxa has the exact same issue mm-hmm. and costs more mana. Yeah. So it, it's one of those things where also it has like yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say it also has some really interesting synergies with Bulls to Citadel, mm-hmm. um, because you're really encouraged to play a lot of those like zero mana uh cascade spells, like the zero mana yep. wheel and the or the have suspend, you know, the the Yogmas will and the uh Gaia's will the, the draw three, the the tutor, yep. right? Yeah. Uh so like all of those are really interesting and they also work with Bulls to Citadel. So there's like definitely a little bit of like okay, like I, I can miss run with like both of these things at the same time kind of mentality. Yeah. Right? And they work with bring the light and they work with beseech the mirror. Yes. And so right. I think you've got, we talk about this a lot on the show is you've got a lot of layering yeah. uh, going on mm-hmm. there. And mm-hmm. I think that is a good place to be. I, I, I also go ahead. I, I, I'm just going to, I want you to put up one image in the screen okay. and it's the card song of creation song of creation. Uh, and yeah, Hold on, let me yeah, pull it up. I, so I, I don't have to everyone. do it in post yeah sure 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 everyone's gonna be oh, this, this is this card. is like it's the best in this it deck. is it is you're not it, wrong song of creation is a deck that there is a card that can fizzle in this deck specifically it doesn't i have never resolved both of these and lost the game yeah this card's nuts never. in that deck it's so stupid you're like yeah okay all right i'm gonna cascade and uh because i'm cascading off this spell i'm drawing four off every spell like what's the silly um, what's the other card? Uh, the color, the colorless and a green summer bloom is also another really good card in this deck. Um, summer bloom. Summer bloom. Summer you can play three additional landing? lands this turn. Yeah, that was the thing people were playing with this list for a yeah. while. Um, I actually think summer um, bloom really is one of the better three or one of the better green cards right now. Um, just for ramp purposes yeah the thing is though like when people are going fast they're just they're cutting on lands yeah. right so like i don't think this deck has been played since like 25 land copium was a thing yeah right? so well you know maybe people need to 
I love that you're calling it 25 land copium because uh, yeah. I think you're right. But, you know. Yeah. Well, I've also played some quicker decks and I'm like, no, yeah, I never run. I only need two lands ever. Yeah. So. <laughs> Who knows? What, 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 where are you giving this? Uh, I'll give it a, a nine. Right. It's got nine. tons of upward potential. A lot of downside to though. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to I'm giving it a 10. I think this is a solid deck. I think this is mm-hmm. probably one of the the best potential storm decks in the format. Um, I, I mm-hmm. think that storm is ex- this. This feels really funny because we've got a lot of these like turbo Adnaz decks floating around, but there aren't mm-hmm. any like true storm decks anymore. And yeah. I'd really like to see well, like Karkstaka. Yeah, yeah, I guess Karkstakashima is, but like we don't have any viable true storm decks anymore. And uh, oh, wow. yeah, I love you, Ken. Uh, but like that, that's kind of my thing with it, where is I think that Yidris is real good. Also, just to point this out, um, people will be like, well, what do I want green for in storm? Uh, fucking bitch. Every other storm format has like splashed green almost exclusively yeah. for veil of summit like mm. that in and of itself is your reason but uh, for me it's it's uh culling ritual yep. um and uh manamorphose manamorphose <laughs> is actually nuts. Uh, tinder wall um is like the i think the biggest answer yep. is for me personally also uh compost maybe compost is hot. i like compost a lot uh let's look at our last card uh and then we this is the longest is this a funny thing here ian you and i have been doing this show now together for like two months and yeah yeah, uh, yeah. we've been doing pretty good at keeping them like around an hour this is this is the this is the long one one where you and i you and i got talking uh uh when it comes to the deck brews for sure eventually i kind of knew eventually it was going to happen it was just like when was the long episode going to happen Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. All right. Next. Last. Last card. Five colors. Scion of the Ur Dragon. Everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. Uh. It costs Wuberg. Is a legendary dragon avatar. That is a four four. Yep. With flying. That says for two generic. Search your library for a dragon permanent card and put it into your graveyard. If you do, Scion of the Ur Dragon becomes a copy of that card until end of turn. Then shuffle your library. Um, mm-hmm. so this used to be like the lightning druid deck. Um, oh yeah. And I think almost exclusively because it was five colors, but, uh, mm-hmm. now we, we, we have good lightning druid stuff. Now there's actually oh, yeah. real things to do with this. That isn't just, it's a five color commander. What are your thoughts on Scion? Uh, my, my thoughts are, Hey, uh, shout out to, uh, the, the best magic player I've ever met. And by I've ever met, I don't know if I've ever met this player, but Boston Moreland. Uh, hey, you're 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 an OG. They top 16 Surfside Showdown with uh, Scion of the Euro Dragon. And the deck's pretty baller. It was an event I didn't get to cover on the channel. Yeah. But yeah, like it's I don't know. That's so stupid, right? It's such a stupid deck, but it's so cool. It is. It's it's like, OK. I want to play good stuff. I want to play five color, good stuff, nonsense, BS, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the pitch I heard for this deck is the best part about it, right? Like the pitch for the deck is so good. And they're like, how about you want to play a Grand Abolisher in the command zone? And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, obviously, who wouldn't want to play a Grand Abolisher in the command zone? And they're like, how about, how about, you uh, go get Dragon Lord Dragon Zone? 
Yeah, yeah, right. So this is this this is where it goes, right? And it's like, how about an infinite mana outlet? And you're like, what what the, what possible combination of cards could you be speaking <laughs> of, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course you can get a dragon lord Dromoka in the command zone, right? Uh, you're like, oh well, uh, I need to to draw a bunch of cards. My deck isn't doing anything. Well, of course. Of course, my, my friend, Ancient Silver Dragon, why why wouldn't you want to roll a d20 and draw that many cards? It's an Adnaz in the command zone, sure. It's, uh, you know, I need a Dockside. Oh, it's an old Gnawbone. Ha ha ha. Look at all my mana I've made. Or Cavern now, right? or, like, this or is, Dragon. Yeah, or or I have Dockside and Meal Combo. Let me put Corvold in the in the bin, and now my commander is a Corvold, and I've drawn my entire deck. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> this is, it's so silly. It's um, silly, but I'm like looking at it, and I'm like, fuck, this is actually good, though. Like, yes, this, this deck is ridiculous. This makes a lot of sense. Also, Wait, what? Stop. <laughs> it, it's, it's ridiculous and brilliant, and I hate it <laughs> for that reason that it Wait, is both. Guys, I want to build this. Help. Send help. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not supposed to like this. Yeah, it's it's very silly and it's very, very cool. And I'm a big fan. Like, it's it's I don't know. I don't know what more to say apart from like, good job. Like, this deck's you built sweet. a really cool deck. <laughs> like. Honestly, this yeah. is really sweet. Um, yeah. I have never wanted to build a Scion of the Ur Dragon deck, but mm-hmm. now I do. Um, yep. That's so much fun. And, you know, it's definitely a deck that's going to be better the more gimmicky it is, right? Like, the more you're like, people are like, Scion of the Ur Dragon, what does that even do? Yeah. Right? And then you win the game. Um, and that part's definitely you know uh gonna be worse as time goes on right but until then uh you get to play some sweet cards and you get to flip dragons into better dragons and um you know i don't know like that's this is the kind of shit people are like why do you like cedh i'm like this yeah that right there that uh this is exactly why this this absolute pile of cards that is probably pretty sweet you know um my only qualm with this deck is that it didn't win the whole fucking tournament that's that's my biggest complaint about this list (laughs) Come on, Boston, Moreland. Why yeah, didn't you win Boston, with this? We wanted you to win this so bad. Yeah. So we can point the to the scoreboard, victory. right? Um, yeah. No, I love this. This is hot. Um, yeah. God damn it. Am I going to go find a fucking some of these fucking dragons? I really hate that this yeah, is maybe. making me want to build this. Uh, because I literally am just sitting here and I'm like, wow, if I buy the dragons, I'll just have this deck. Huh. Um. Mm-hmm. Hate, hate, Mm -hmm. hate that so much, but also (laughs) really love it. Um, Yeah, it's it's silly. It's cool. It's crazy. What's your what's your uh, what's the rating you're giving this friend? Ten. Ten. It's a perfect deck. This is a it's a perfect magic deck. Perfect CD. Honestly, I'm inclined to agree with you because I'm looking at it and it's just. I, I okay. I cannot tell you the last time I've looked at a magic deck like this and I've just felt unadulterated joy the entire time yeah, I'm yeah, looking yeah. at it. I've never loved yeah. a deck list so much before. What the hell? Sure, sure. Um, this yeah. is so neat. I really like this mm-hmm. and I think more people should try this because this is really cool. Yeah. Who's bad stacks pushing podcasts now? We're bad combo deck pushing now. Hell yeah. Hell Except yeah. this is actually pretty damn good. What the fuck? Uh, so silly. Oh my goodness. Uh, I'm going to give it a nine. Like, there, there are definitely cards I would. Yeah, there's, yeah, some, there's some cards I would swap yep. in and out, right? But like, I don't know. It's so hey, cool. I know what you should play this weekend. Uh, 
I have an idea. Oh, I've already thought about I it. I yeah. genuinely <laughs> think this would, you could walk into a tournament this, with us and just oh, yeah. people would be like, what the fuck are you playing, Ian? No, no, like legit, the reason I have not played this to date was like, I don't want to receive credit for this work of art. <laughs> Put it on the map, baby. Put it on the map. Just just tell yeah, tell everybody Boston fair. did all the hard work and I just, yeah. you know. That'll it'll go in Listen, my deck description. Somebody like, somebody had to discover the Beatles, right? Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I also don't know if I have all of these dragons is the other problem. Well, oh well, it's fine. Yeah. Uh yeah, I like this card a lot. Okay, so Takeaway yeah. from this entire episode is Prosh is bad. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Sign of your dragon's the best deck, best in, the best deck in the format. Uh, Easy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Easy class. I GGs. Think, honestly, what it is, is I think what it, the real takeaway from this is the format uh-huh. is so goddamn open. Like, oh, yeah. so th- this is something I've talked about before is part of what I love about CEDH is you can't solve this yep. format. Every, there, there are yep. people who are going to tell you you can, and they're lying to you mm-hmm. because it's quite, first of all, from a numbers perspective, it's impossible. The pool's too big and it's growing too yep. fast. And you don't mm-hmm. have enough events to get enough data to know that you're yeah. solving the format. You, it's just impossible. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Second of all, uh, you can play so many different things and have success yep. with it. And yep. that is when people ask me why I like CEDH, it's it's mm-hmm. the Scion of the Ur Dragons, it's the Sadisis, it's the Jalevas, mm-hmm. it's yep. all of these cards that yes, I play Tivit, but I also love Arden and I also mm-hmm. love all these things. And it's these things that make me yep. love this format. And goddamn, I love it. And honestly, if I could <laughs> ever, you know, if I could ever dedicate an episode to Sheldon, this is the episode. Because mm. while like, yes, he didn't play CEDH, I feel like the spirit of this episode is very much something that Sheldon would appreciate. You know, yeah. also he did, but that's okay. he did. Um, he did <laughs> did play some CEDH, but uh, yeah, you know, uh, this is honestly like probably one of the coolest experience because i really there's one of the favorite things i get to do with you on the show is when we get to mm-hmm. geek out about cards and, yep. and that is when i have the most fun doing this um mm-hmm. yeah it's it's those days where you're like oh yeah i love what i do for yeah them, right? like it's that's, that's 100% it, it. you kind of remember <laughs> where it because sometimes it's totally we're off topic at this point but like yeah, um, yeah we have been for two hours like <laughs> when when you do content creation as a job there mm. comes a point where like you know it becomes work right and yeah. so yep. like there are times where magic feels like work which mm-hmm. and especially when you're only operating with within cedh and you're not brewing and you're not mm-hmm. looking at the the, yeah. the outskirts of the format it can get really just right. like all right yep it, it gets exhausting yeah, yeah. after a while and so doing stuff like this where it, it's nice that i can go in and look at things and remember oh this is jesus christ athena um <laughs> where you can go and you can yeah. look and you can see there's so much cool stuff that you can do and then you see mm-hmm. deck lists like boston's here and you see stuff like two yeah. list and it just makes yep. me love the format again. 
And it's just, yep. it's great. Perfect summary for the episode. Honestly. I agree. All right. Where are you going to be at? Uh, where are you at coming up? What do you got going on? What can people do? Where can they find you? All that good jazz. All right. So this upcoming weekend, I'll be at Eminence's Bonfire, which will have already happened by the time this recording is published. The weekend after that is MagicCon Vegas, where you can find me repping technically the Mind Sculptors and also Comedian MTG. You can find me and some other Mind Sculptors, uh, technical members there who may or may not have been on the podcast for quite some time, but it's fine. They're still Mind Sculptors in our hearts. Uh, you may also find me the week after that at uh, an event in Texas called Commander Challenge 9, which is maybe not the sexiest name. But there's a really cool tournament in Texas, and I highly suggest people come check it out because it's in the middle of Anime North, which is just like a known convention, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just like this 12K CEDH tournament inside of that, which is pretty fucking That's rad. Wild. Yeah, right? So like, it's the week after Vegas. It's the 30th of September, um, and I'll be flying down for that, and it's going to be super freaking That's cool. Awesome. And then October happens, and there's just 7,000 other events. Uh, I literally don't have a free weekend until November, but it's fine. <laughs> fine. That's you have to keep December seventh yeah. open for me. That's all. Okay. That's my birthday. Okay. I, I insist. Well, tell Loa. <laughs> um, <laughs> as far as me, I think the only event that I have on the schedule is Mox Masters Invitational. Mm-hmm. Is uh, gonna go to that and then hang out oh, yeah. up in Columbus and uh, plan on doing that. I will not be at Vegas, but Pongo will be who was, you know, one of the founding members of the team. So Pongo will be there. Make sure to go say yeah. hi to Pongo. Um, mm-hmm. Say hi for me. I haven't got to say mm-hmm. hi to Pongo in a while. Miss you, Pongo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Perfect way to edit that. See so if, if you had a little reverb and then like put that over the credits, I think that'd be really great. Yeah. The the kitten in my lap is like, what in the fuck? Is my happening? dog's <laughs> literally sitting over there staring at me like, Cal, what is stop? Um, <laughs> why have you done this? <laughs> why are you doing this to me? Um, all right, so we we've talked for two and a half hours. How do you want to end this episode? Yeah. Like, what what are you thinking? I. I I sing involuntary shout out yeah. Ian comedian MTG. Come check out my YouTube oh, yeah. channel. Anyways, I heard that fucker uh, for coaching. I've heard that uh, he's pretty yeah. good. Yes. Uh, also, uh, my heart will in fact go on. And I want you all to remember that if someone you care about is on a door uh, and there are freezing water, just move over to, a little bit. Just ask them, just ask them to scooch, <laughs> just ask them to scooch a little bit, you know, just, Hey honey, could you slide over a little bit? Uh, also watched that movie again for maybe the first time in 20 years recently um, and I was like wow it's really interesting that uh, the first half of the movie is a cute love story and the second half is like anxiety porn yeah and I was like what what who who mashed those together and then they were like yeah it's sold out and you're like what? why <laughs> why was this yeah. like like this was bigger than, this was like the Avengers of like the late 90s <laughs> like yeah yeah the funny thing was i remember the titanic movie uh had the two tapes because it's so long my mom used to have the two tapes oh yep. the two tapes everyone remembers oh, the yeah. two tapes the classic all right well from uh every from i'm callahan that was miri and that's that's ian <laughs> and also here's no, oh, oh, can I get them? Can I get them? Jenga taxis is right oh there. Oh my there. gosh! Oh, yes, right there. And there's a bunch of magic <laughs> cards on your floor, which also are on my floor. Shut up! 
<laughs> Dude, fucking my backdrop. I have like two, no, yeah, two no. fucking boxes just sitting right here. And I'm not like I'm not covered in fucking magic cards. Yeah. Um, but this has been the Mind Sculptors. Thanks for checking us out. We'll see you next time. I'm trying to keep yeah. All these memories bittersweet yeah. Gotta move, can't stay here no more Yogi Gesso, get the gun, I'm a sonic a day we can't keep making these rain clouds Stay overhead Don't wanna keep this going Can't fix what's already broken See